0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mission Control, the podcast where friends get together and talk about the universe and what's happening around them. The date is the 11th of May, 2012, although you guys will probably be hearing this a little later. As we get a routine happening, we'll aim to have an episode up hopefully once a week. On today's podcast, we have the amazing Scott Kay and one of my longtime friends, the very funny Alex Canyon. Uh, my name is Daryl. Let's get the party started. DJ Daryl Max on 96 Oh
1: shit!
2: The world is like a ride at an amusement park.
0: Uh, yeah.
3: I want freedom! That's what I want! And that's what you should want!
0: We have to stop consuming our culture.
1: We have to create culture. That's one small step for man. You are not
3: machines.
0: You are not cattle. You are men. You're listening to Mission Control. Hello, everyone. What's up? My name is Daryl. I'm here with Scott Kay and uh, Alex Canyon. I've nearly forgot your name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising since
2: we went to school together. Uh, maybe it wasn't you. I think it was some, some other kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Someone who looks like you, at least.
0: Um, they are from a band called Voyager. Now, after many incarnations, how many lineup changes have you guys had?
2: Uh, hmm. Probably four, I think. Normally, it, it normally happens that there'll be uh, the same five people for at least. Five Four years, and then someone will drop off, Mm. and then we'll (laughs) get another person in.
3: The least keen person kind of
2: just drops Mm. off the ranks, sort of thing. Right, right. But um,
0: I think Mark's had a baby, hasn't he?
2: Our our last drummer, Mark. Yeah, he did have a baby last year. Little Uh, Dane, um, little Dane. Yep. After the the Perth. Beast bass player Dan Alderson. <laughs> I asked him about that. Actually, I oh. said, "Did you name him Dane after Dane Alderson?" He's like, "Kind of, kind of." he was in.
1: I
0: there, think yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe not completely, but <laughs> <laughs> there was some influence at least. Yeah, Dane's fucking amazing. Mm. Yeah, can I remember. We swear,
2: can we swear on this show? Fuck
0: yeah! Okay, cool. <laughs> sweet, sweet. <laughs> um, Fuck off! I remember seeing Dane at the Llama Bar with um. What was the... Sly or Void? No, um, void. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. Void. Um, with uh, Andrew Fissenden. Yeah. And Troy I never Roberts. knew music could get that good before. Yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, totally. I yeah. actually um, I have a story about Dane because he was kind of like, without him even knowing, he was the big inspiration for me to actually pick up bass more seriously because I went to this like jazz camp and I was in year 10 and it was kind of the first time I'd ever kind of done anything like it and kind of gotten into jazz and um, I remember just seeing him play with a group at like a lunchtime concert and he was just playing he was playing a six string bass and I was like oh my god that's amazing like you know, I was only what <laughs> how is that down? possible yeah exactly <laughs> what he's yeah. doing and mind blown and yeah just what he was playing I was like this is ridiculous like you know I'd heard of Jaco Pistorius and all these bass players before but seeing someone do that in front of you and mm. some guy from Perth as well
1: yeah you know,
0: crazy good I remember he used to do this thing where he would he would sing the notes that he would play mm. in a solo. Oh really? I yeah. haven't
2: seen him do that actually. Mm. He did he used to do that, yeah. Yeah. Just so he line. like
0: he basically knew what every note pitch perfect would sound like mm. as a vocal. Which yeah. is insane.
2: I've tried I've tried doing I've been trying to do that lately actually because a lot of bass players I listen to now are really really into that. And um yeah, Yannick Gwizdala being one of them who um he has got some great podcasts out there himself, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he delves into yeah. it a lot more, but it's, um, it helps you kind of realize what, um, what notes you are going to play. And it helps you think about soloing a little bit differently. But, um, actually just going back to the whole Dane thing, it's funny that you should remember your first kind of encounter and experience uh, witnessing his, his genius. <laughs> Cause, um, I got taken into the, the llama bar when they were, when they were sly, just a little bit after mm-hmm. void. And, um, they were all playing. I think uh, Andy Fissenden was doing a drum solo in one of the stabby sections. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just cutting sick. In yeah, I just kind of <laughs> walked into it. Never really seen him before. Um, never been a jazz dude. Um, but walked in there, and everyone was like, you know, oh, this bass player is just sick. you got to check him out. And I saw him doing just the simple kind of bump, 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 bump. And I was like, yeah this guy isn't so good <laughs> you know, as a musician, I guess you gotta kind of size up other other musicians It's just kind of a natural thing. A lot of people don't like admitting that, but mm. you know you, you kind of see see what they're like and yeah i had I had him all wrong because I was like, yeah, you know he's everyone's raving about him, so you know he must either be really good or really crap yeah yeah so <laughs> I <laughs> checked no, it mean, out yeah. and then i checked I stayed around for the next song, and he just he just just annihilated everything that I, <laughs> that I held dear at the time <laughs> wow okay yeah. and i went up to him straight after it's like man i love you that's ridiculous yeah, it's just, yeah. in yeah. A typical days like, yeah thanks man yeah yeah well yeah um, i actually it's it's funny <laughs> he's the <laughs> nicest guy ever so but chill. i asked him like oh, what do you what are your big musical influences man and he's like oh um Man, uh, Vinny Paul from Pantera, yeah, he's just <laughs> sick, man, sick. Really? Yeah. Are you, are you serious? Like Vinnie Paul from Pantera, metal drummer? He's like, yeah, just oh man, just ah, <laughs> uh. in back in high school, man, he just loved Pantera. Uh, it's it was great. I actually really loved that he said that. Yeah, it's it's actually a really cool thing
3: because generally speaking, when you talk to like the jazz Nazi, your typical jazz Nazi, they'll they'll kind of boo metal and like heavy music in general as being sort of this barbaric almost kind of form of music where there's no real there's no real respect for it it's juvenile but, um, isn't it it's considered juvenile when yeah. you when you hear like amazing musicians you know quote like thomas hark from sugar or, oh or all these guys who who are amazing players it's it's really inspiring because it's kind of like you know, I think that metal as a genre is actually starting to be respected as a yeah. real musical form now, mm. which is very cool. It's not
2: just a bunch of dudes with long hair and like ripped
3: shirts, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah,
2: which is very cool. Mm. But I mean, for the most part, a, a lot of metal is just very juvenile and, and mm. straightforward, and mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. that's. I mean, my it does depend, yeah, sure. my my kind of. Um, passion for metal does is definitely waned in the these later years because because nothing nothing but really the i mean it's like that with all music knowing about music and being able to analyze it you're always judgmental and it kind of you can't get into a lot of things that way because you're like i just don't like the way he played that note or Mm. i don't know i don't like the way that was phrased but um yeah there is a lot of metal out there there's just just you know just oafish You know, Mm -hmm. and it it, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. Like it doesn't, it doesn't invigorate it. So, I need stuff like, um, you know, a good example was um, the Faceless, Mm. um, that when they were up, up and coming in in like two thousand and six, and they had just insane, you know, technical stuff. But the difference was that they toned it down a lot, and they had a lot more kind of, um, you know, pseudo jazz passages. Mm. But the, the guitar player was obviously such an Alan Holdsworth fan yeah, that yeah. it really made the difference and you start to think, wow, we can hear the influences um, in metal um, mm. from from other places. It's great because there's not really any other genres like metal where you can pretty much take anything and any. stick it into it and it'll work if, if you yeah. do it well enough. I, yeah.
3: think, I think the only reason why that's the case is because metal as a genre, and this is why I like it so much, is is so far in the sonic extreme that it means that you almost have free reign to do whatever you want because yeah. you've already done the most vicious and offensive yeah. thing you
0: can do with sound. Anything, so. anything is kind of justified if you were yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. Even if you were to go the other way, like Devin Townsend or something, mm. and do something completely chill out. Yep. And and just weird, but it just works. Yeah. It also <laughs> makes it actually
2: more metal by doing that. Exactly. Because yeah. you're, it's going like going, you're going against. it. Yeah, you, yeah. The you know the conventional method of just going balls to the wall and. You know things like that's why I think Meshuggah is such a great band. I actually think they're just they're one of the most evil sounding bands because mm-hmm. they're just one unrelenting, but so droning and um, yeah. you know, but it's they not just groovy. Yeah, yeah but like, they're, they're doing can, it. You can
0: actually like hip hop dance to it. to it. Yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like some of the yeah some of the um the breakdowns and stuff. You like and if anything, it's actually funky. I think like, musically, yeah. it's it's actually adds
2: a lot of um a lot more intimidation to it than, mm-hmm. than just, yeah, just you know? because it's yeah. like okay well what you know you're not really thinking about anything that much apart from stamina mm.
3: you know mm. endurance is like the the big thing for like you know technical death metal and like death metal in general <laughs> yeah. and, and black metal it's just in all endurance but like when you look at um, Thomas Hark playing and that, that band in general when they play it's just like there's yeah there's this sense of like a viciousness about them in general that's just really cool like the way that they just get up on stage and they all like I don't know like the vocalist Jens has this really menacing presence even though he doesn't really do much yeah and it's just seeing kind of like the stoic thing is almost yeah. kind of and like they all have this, this
0: stance like they're mm. preparing for battle but mm. yeah, yeah it's awesome yeah very cool band have they played here recently? Uh, did they come to Sound- Soundwave. Soundwave? yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck we, yep. <laughs> I, think you,
3: I was with you. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? They mm. were crushing. They were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely when, when amazing. I,
2: when I saw them at, uh, at Club Capital when they came a few years back, I thought it was it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was I, I was so just overpacked that I couldn't even. I was standing way at the back and I couldn't really see anything. There was a smoke machine going. I couldn't see Thomas Hark doing anything at all, and um, because they were going di. Um, I don't know whether the sound guy knew what he was doing too much. Um, I would assume that he would, given that they would have brought him over. But I couldn't even really hear. It's like I had to take my earplugs out to hear what they're trying to do, and even then, it was a bit of a struggle really? because it was just yeah, it just it was quiet all gig. it was all through the PA. And um, mm. so it wasn't quiet. an in-house sound guy; it was their own. Well, I think if. If Ian, who's the in-house sound guy yeah. for Amps and Capital, would have been mixing it, would have been blisteringly loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knowing
3: <laughs> knowing as Ian, the Amps yeah. usual, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Amps is fucking loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never realised it because usually I only go there now if I'm playing there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. as an audience member, I'm like, fuck, is it this Whoa. loud when we play? Yeah. No wonder. <laughs>
2: It's pretty pretty <laughs> loud, and yeah. Pretty and when you've got you know when you've got a metal setting as well, it's, yeah. I don't mind it so much if it's like India or something like that, yeah. It, you, or electronic music because it's it's never there's never really kind of sh- shock noises that stand out, you know. Yeah. If it's not like a microphone is going like that, yeah, and you just, yeah. Ah! Yeah. 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 But do you do you wear like I wear earplugs? I wear the little f- crappy foam
0: earplugs pretty much everywhere. Um, um and I if really- I don't, I really hate. Yeah, I really should, but I've been pretty lazy as of late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've got these in-ear monitors that um, you can take the plugs out and use them as regular.
1: Oh, okay. Because they're yep. molded to my ear. Oh, cool.
0: They attenuate like 15 dB, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, But okay. I don't know why I'm like fucking lazy. <laughs> I, li- I like things that are loud. Like the, Yeah, you do like, lose energy I know. from it. Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm. That's the thing, but... I don't know. Maybe it's it's maybe it's a musician spectating kind of thing. Where it's like I can actually hear what's going on a bit better. Yeah, I want to
0: hear like everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's not so bad when you are rehearsing and you know the songs. Then you can yeah throw them in. It yeah. Doesn't really matter. No, but no if, if you're yeah. working stuff out, you want to hear everything. Yeah. You want to hear you know every <laughs> single nuance. You want to hear it. So I, I just I'm
2: so paranoid about going deaf. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it scares the shit how, out. Yeah. That's how. That's
0: what everything we do is based on mm. I, if I lose that what am I going to do yeah that and, that and your limbs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. losing that an arm is... or something would be pretty
3: shit yeah but I've um
0: got... yeah um, like it just occurred to me like even people on tour how easy it, it is to have a drunken night out and break your wrist or something oh mm. yeah like yeah. you're fucked for the yeah. rest of the tour yeah, yeah. tell yeah. me about it it's like whenever whenever <laughs> so I see it. <laughs> like,
3: like whenever I play gigs with statues which is my other band my, my punk band um You know, like we're usually playing at HQ and there are dudes skating around all the place, like band members skating. And I'm just looking at it going like, shit, man, if anyone were to just stack it. This is a liability nightmare. (laughs) Public liability. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But it's like, I just think to myself, it's like, dude, if I was on that skateboard, I would just fall off and I'd be, I'd be fucked knowing, knowing my sense of bad luck. But you know, I just, yeah, I can't put myself in risky situations anymore. Like, yeah,
2: that's one thing that I've thrown out the window entirely. Going going back to the whole sight and or well, hearing loss and things like that, mm. I don't know. You guys are probably most people have the conversation. We're like, well, if you could, if you if you were to lose either your hearing or your vision, what would it be? What would you if you had to choose? What would it be? Shit. Um. So for me, I've always answered I would lose hearing. I would I would opt to lose hearing loss. One because um, it was as. Far as my perception of it is um advancements in in hearing therapy and um yeah everything like that are a lot more um well a lot more advanced than, than <laughs> yeah. s- sight you know yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to regain hearing than it is vision mm. but also Definitely. i mean think about i mean music while that is i identify that as you know my life and my thing um can you imagine trying to just do the basic Things like I mean if I got my my hands cut off at least I'd still be able to see and, and hear and do things I'd still yeah. you know be very limited with what, I, with what I could do musically yeah but not having to rely on either a, a guide dog or a, um, a cane or anything yeah. like that I could still watch movies the subtitles
0: yeah and you yeah. can communicate as yeah. well as anyone else yeah yeah
2: what do you what do you guys what are your
3: thoughts on that well I mean considering the fact that there are like hearing aids and stuff like that. Like where deaf people have heard things for the first time ever. That YouTube video, oh, it's amazing. That that girl, it starts, yeah, 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 it's incredible. So
0: sweet, (laughs) (laughs) so inspiring. There were so many comments below, like fake, Uh, like they were just ripping into like. (laughs) Just couldn't take it. Man, I love YouTube comments like
1: that. some of the most
3: entertaining things (laughs) ever. But it's um,
0: like it's, the battle of the trolls. Oh yeah, yeah. But you, d- you do get the occasional one that's fucking hilarious. there. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah. I think I would lose
3: hearing as well, just for that sake though. Like the yeah. fact that it could be, you know, recoupable to some extent. Whereas I don't think if you were to lose your sight, I think you'd be pretty boned
2: on yeah. the whole in that well, on that front. Well, what if what if we what if we take away the ability to mm. to regain it or to mm. to have any kind of aid? In any way. What if it was just like, you're either going to be deaf, deaf or, blind. or blind. And no, no exceptions to anything. It's just going
0: to be um, absolute. I'd life. say, yeah, I'd say deaf. Yeah. I think you lose the whole, a bigger spectrum of input if mm. you were blind. Yeah. That's like a lot. It's
2: kind of like if if you chose to get rid of vision, then music would be absolutely all you've got. Mm, Whereas yeah. if I lose my hearing, I can still paint. I've, and yeah, you can write. Most most mm. people that do that play music and yes. and act and um, you know and paint and things like that. The arty kind of people they're they're normally not resigned to just one thing. You'll often find they can do a few different things, and it's mm. just a, an outlet yeah. that they choose. Yeah, mm. much like when we, when it comes to instrument choice, like what's what's inside you that you think can be best portrayed through a certain instrument, you know. And I think that the other
3: interesting thing to think about is the fact that you can still have music playing in your head, even mm. if you are deaf. Mm. So It's kind of a really weird thing to think about. But the fact that you, you know, like all of us, considering we've all had musical experience in the past, yeah, not only could we actually still listen to music per se, like in our own heads, but we could actually probably even still write it. Um Yeah, just visually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you just know that that note sounds this way or or you know that that line sounds like this or you may not have a reference note to go from, but uh, you can
0: still kind of work it out,
3: I guess, just through having the experience that we have already. Yeah, I think drums would
0: be... 10 times better in that respect because you just feel the impact of everything and you You know the vibration vibration, that's that's the beat within itself just Mm. feeling it's a lot easier
2: because you don't have to be pitch perfect to really know what you're doing either absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) and everyone
3: has to follow you they have no choice in the matter
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) look at I mean it I think in any case, as long as you're trying to overcome whatever's stopping you from doing it, mm, is yep. that, um, I think you can still continue on in some some, way. In some form. Look at yeah. uh, Jason Becker. Do you know Jason no, Becker? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Becker was, um, was a, a, basically a, an amazing guitarist from the 80s. He was really young. Um, and he played in a band called Cacophony with um, Marty uh, Friedman, who later joined Megadeth. And... He's just the the sheer talent of this kid at the time, you know. Is I think he released an album or so when he was eighteen, and he started when he was twenty one, like at his peak, he started to develop this um, this tissue eating disease. Wow! And it basically just shut down all the muscles in his body over a, a few yeah. year period, yeah. and he's been since the early nineties. He's been resigned to a wheelchair. He's he's basically, you know, it's like a quadriplegic. Yeah, the only way that he can function is to have be fed and you can't move at all yeah but his his dad um i think about 10 years ago his his dad of all people developed this computer software for him to write music with his eyes Wow! so he's got this crazy computer i'm not exactly sure how it works but he's um i've seen photos of him in bed and he's got this monitor like that and he just he picks out and he writes music just charts it wow in from bed and then he actually did an album where he got he got like Marty Friedman, I think Steve Vai played on it as well, but actually played it out um I think he's on the he's on the cover of this month's guitar magazine, something like that, right. but just totally inspiring. he just hasn 't given up at all yeah, that's scarily but the you know the, the worst me. part about it
0: is it was <laughs> he was robbed of all that at his peak as well. I just can you imagine the things that he would have done you yeah, know? I mean the amount of people that would just give up and yeah all together and It'd be hard
2: not to, but I, I don't. I don't even know whether he even had that outlook. He's just always like, "Well, I just got to deal with it, don't I? Just move yeah. on with it." Yeah. This is Alex from Voyager. You're Everything listening to Mission, to Mission Control.
0: When are you guys heading out for? What is it? Your second tour of the United States?
2: The yeah, the United States. Yeah. Well, wow. it's a, I guess it's our first uh, big ass national yeah, tour, the proper thing. We we played uh, back in September. We got invited to play well we played Prog the was it? prog power prog, prog, prog power. power USA power, yes. oh my god <laughs> yeah oh my so we, we played that and uh, that was uh, yes yeah, sanctuary headlined that an old um, Warrel Danes first band before they, they wow. started nevermore cool um, and uh, Therian played and Isan, Isan. from mm-hmm. Emperor mm-hmm. Emperor. Wow. Emperor.
3: <laughs> um
2: I doubt he would pronounce it that way. But no. Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, but we played with, with... It was a two-day festival. Um, oh, Evergrey as well. Yeah. How to I forget right. them? Yeah. And Vandom Plus. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a f- fantastic show. Uh, I think the week prior to that, we'd played in um, this little bar called uh, Bar Matchless. There's an old hardware store turned into a... Um, a trendy hipster kind of bar,
1: corner bar. <laughs> yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah. in the
2: heart of Brooklyn, and uh that was that was on the 10 year anniversary of September 11th, the attacks. Yeah. Which was really quite surreal. Okay. Yeah. And it was a really cool way to kind of, you know, issue in this 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 whole new career kind of landmark, you know, the first mm-hmm. time you're playing in United States, which is a, a dream for most people. Yeah Musicians Mm. Especially Mm. from Perth
0: Um, (laughs) And we play on like a monumental
3: Yeah day
0: Nah, nothing's better than the Civic On a Thursday night (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Do you remember No, no, no What's
2: better is I I played in our band Daryl, Seraphim Before you joined (laughs) We played um, At the White Sands On a Wednesday night
0: Really? White Sands was a cool venue though Yeah
2: Mm. But not so cool When pretty much the only Person in the room is my dad taking photos.
0: Oh, and I was yeah. fifteen
2: at the time. Yeah, that's okay. You gotta start somewhere. I've still got the photos. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's basically just it shows off the vast um, size of of the the White Sands at the time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that how many makes chairs? The room look good. Yeah, the yeah. room looks <laughs> huge. You could have had a wedding in there. Yeah. Uh, that and the lookout. I remember lookout was pretty good for touring vans. Mm, yeah, that was good, but mm. um.
2: Yeah, my I well my dad lives in Scarborough and he lives um just down the road from that basically and I used to go around um when it was my weekend with him every second weekend and basically all this the fucking asshole club <laughs> bastards that used to come out of that place would go up our our street and just oh, uh, just the noise and just just oh. It really pissed me off, and some of the conversations you overhear are just like, "Wow, you
3: guys are just scum." Burnouts (laughs) at the front of the house.
2: Um, So, if you were one of those people, shame on you. (laughs) For shame. Fuck you.
0: (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine living like in Northbridge either. Like the. The Some of them. Some of the places are really nice. I'd like. I
2: I think. I think if you're a single. But I mean you wouldn't you probably couldn't do a family in Northbridge, but No, oh, definitely not. Um mm. if you don't really care that much about noise, yeah. um, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean there there are some streets like around Lake Street and stuff that They're have some decent places, but yeah. yeah.
2: Like I'm in um I live in Leaderville, so um I'm kind of tucked out of the way on one of the main roads as well. Mm. But it just means that you can't really make that much noise without other people hearing it as well. Yeah. Like we were i I've got this neighbour, ah. Uh, this this is going to be an event cast at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this couple, and, you know, that we'd had some noise complaints before the one time we ever had people around, you know. And uh, they actually called our real estate agent and had a, had a whine to us about it. But their <laughs> real estate agent was, was great. She's like, yeah, I know what it's like. I've got dickhead neighbors as well. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm totally, you know, me saying this, I'm totally reasonable. I get that. I'm, I always turn it down after 12, but... We had the cops come around at 10.30 one night. What? On a weekend, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, on a Saturday night. But I was out with Scott, actually. We were out there. <laughs> I was just, we are out there and I was showing him something on YouTube. Um, and I was playing him um, Massive Attack. Um, I was exposing him to the Which the song? wonder that is Massive Attack. Um, I was playing him, uh, what was it? Off, Everything off, off mezzanine? Off blue lines. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. Oh, blue lines. Um, okay. What's that?
1: You're the book that I have opened. Oh, that was beautiful.
2: Yeah, but um, I mainly wanted to show him that. Um, and I had the door like yeah, it was pretty two thirds co- of the way yeah, shut. It was, it was quiet, just loud yes. enough for us to hear it. Yeah, and then this guy yells over the fence, "Can you turn it down? or go inside." And oh my god, <laughs> I just, honestly, mate, if I if we hadn't we had the well, I had a message on my voicemail that week saying you've got to just not make any noise for the next two weeks. So I was That's like, what stupid. the fuck, man? Come on. Yeah, it's so said, stupid, it's, man. It's quarter to 12 and it's like, it's just me and Scott. Yeah, just, we're outside just hanging talking. out. Yeah, it's really? So are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> they sleep in hammocks in the backyard, I think, and yeah, anytime time yeah. there's a little spike of noise, <laughs> they get woken up.
0: And they've got nothing better to do than at that time. About it. What, what's the actual... Like legal time limit That you can have noise Isn't um, it like 11 11- 7
2: um, The last time I, I was aware Well the last time I heard It was 7pm on weeknights that you got to kind of keep it down And don't be too rowdy um, And then for Friday and Saturday nights I think it's 12pm 12, 12 Yeah Once it's 12pm You got to kind of Turn it down a lot. Yeah, see, get your-
3: I I actually heard differently on weeknights. I heard it was 10 p.m. on week on weeknights. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you could be right. Yeah, because yeah, I was I would um, jam out the back of my house like till 10, and we never had complaints. Um, and I'm almost certain that that yeah, it's because they actually legally speaking couldn't complain until it hit 10. Yeah. Um, I I mean, don't quote me on that, but we never had any problems ourselves. Um, and from What I can remember, ten seems to ring a bell for weeknights. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just lucky though, to be honest. Yeah, like it just depends
2: on whether you have cool neighbours or not, really. A lot of the time, I kind of get pissed off because I I allow a lot of leeway with Mm. my neighbours as well. You know, Mm. and because we've got next to units and things like that, there's a lot of student like backpackers and stuff like that 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 rent the place out for a while. And you know, I've 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 been there. I've been on like a Wednesday night. Waking up at three in the morning and there's this like rowdy as party going on. I'm like, oh, should I call the cops? Eh. Mm. I'll probably just let them go for a little while longer. Mm. You know, and that's on a weeknight. night. I don't know if it's every now and then. You know, well, I'd right. say, come on, come yeah. on, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. What are you doing, mate? mate? Once the have have night, it
0: has it, it's taken to a whole new level when yeah. you when you add the mate
2: every every <laughs> weekend and every night is that so that's a whole different ballpark. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so Voyager's tour touring <laughs> schedule is pretty good. <laughs> Biggest tangent ever. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. But that that's cool. Like how many dates? Like you've got a shitload of dates coming up. Seventeen. Seventeen. 17 yeah. dates. So are you starting at the east or the west coast?
2: We well the the plan is to fly the plan is to get the visas first. Yeah, <laughs> get, the visas. <laughs> get into the country. If You're out there just yeah, do it do it with more than Organise a US tour in more than 11, 11 weeks. weeks. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Give it yourself
0: like four or five months at bare minimum. <laughs> That's good advice for anyone listening. Because yeah. I had no idea how strict they would be about visas. It's just
2: hard because you've got to, yeah. you know, you're not just going over there as a tourist. You've, you're going over there as a, yeah. you know, worth of work. Yeah. Working, as a, you know, yeah a, a you're work. basically employed for that, for yeah. those 17 dates. Yeah. So. so, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit touch and go. Um, but we the, basically what we're going to do is fly into LAX, um, pick up our our tour bus and um, and our backline, and then drive across the country to Philadelphia. Wow! Mm. And then start um, start our first date on the twenty fifth, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Of May, oh, May, yep. wow. two thousand and twelve. In case you're good.
0: listening to this in the future, yeah. <laughs> or the past, if you're this crazy time traveller, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm getting that that travel tingle. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know when you hear people talking about traveling and you, you just feel He's excited for some reason you're yeah. like oh yeah yeah <laughs> see it, yeah it's, it's always
3: funny like even though I've never enjoyed flying just the feeling of being in an airport and, and feeling like you're going somewhere to me has always just been really exciting and then I get on the plane and I'm yeah, bitterly disappointed because <laughs> I fucking hate flying. Yeah. I don't mind.
2: Yeah, it's very it's very boring. I'm I'm mm. pretty indifferent to it now. But, um, mm. You do, yeah. It was like, oh, wake up early to go to the airport. Yeah, like yeah. Because it's unnatural. You don't yeah. normally wake up that early, especially if it's like three in the morning. Mm. Yeah, um, have
0: you have you found that when you return after a big tour, you have all this energy, but. Nothing to. It's ugh, yeah, fucking. It's yeah. Com- <laughs> tell me about it. For, for basically, for the whole band, it's complete depression. I know and yeah. resentment. For there's, there's an actual. <laughs> there's a tour come down. No, yeah, oh, an actual absolutely. Come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, because if you don't know how to deal with it. It's you try really fill, bad. Fill that void with. Oh, I'll get up. And, and go to the yeah. Just at 9 yeah. a.m. or something. Like, or like you just want to bike. do something. It's spontaneous. Yeah. 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 You yeah. miss
2: that spontaneity that you have on tour and you don't know what's going to happen next. And Exactly. Yeah. our our fans, normally, well, yeah, the people that approach us after the shows, they're just so, so cool. Yeah. And like, yeah. with, with Prog Power, Festival, especially that was such a big thing for us going to, you know, you've got the Europe and the UK market and then you've got the US market. So mm-hmm. it's a big deal, you know. Um, we were, after our set, we were at the signing table for an hour and a half signing autographs. Just this huge long line. And was, yeah, it was and crazy. it was it was. I mean, imagine that's such a cool thing normally, um, but for, for us, foreigner. we're just like mm-hmm. yeah, to we're just a like we? Scott and I are sitting next to each other, yeah. like man, we're just fucking two dudes it's from Perth. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> just a
3: guy that that you know in his spare time just teaches kids like how to play guitar, and you know, it's nothing. Yeah
2: glamorous it's It's, just
0: yeah if If they show up yeah Yeah. exactly yeah yeah
3: yeah Yeah, tell me about it But being so
2: so personally rewarded and praised for what you you know and we That's not to say that we you know it's nothing for us and it's kind of like oh well what are we doing here yeah Yeah. we fucking work our asses off and Mm. you know we put a lot of time and money um, and energy and blood sweat and tears into what we do and to have actually someone that sat there and listened to something that you spent, you know, a good part of a year writing and recording, yeah, um, and just, you know, just, just saying thank you and yep. even just shaking your hand and you know, give people and hugs It's all worth and, it. it. Yeah. It's just oh, it so didn't. absolutely. I don't man. like. I, I don't understand how artists and and rock stars, if you will, um, can just be so, Yeah. just oh, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, so indifferent to their fans because it's like, man, you're the reason why I'm here, and yeah, this, exactly, you, yeah. you're making yeah. my dream come true, and I'm so a- appreciative. You know, I can't express it enough. I had to start mm. hugging people because yeah, of, you it's know, just like it's overwhelming sometimes. Uh, it's it's beautiful, and then you, mm. when you when you come back from all of that, like being worshipped, and 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 for us, it's on a, obviously on a small scale. Like imagine like Lady Gaga. Like, yeah. it, what if she was oh. to just you return to just normal life where she's a nobody? And you'd be suicidal.
0: Yeah. No wonder those guys are on drugs. Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally like get it. Absolutely. Because you're trying to fill that high constantly mm. of being on stage, being yeah. adored being by people, yeah. and yeah. when you're sitting at home alone, and there's just nothing but silence, yeah. like mm. you just have to fill it with something, whether yeah. it's getting high or drunk or, yeah, you know,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's
0: pretty.
2: It's 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 worse. or well, working a day job as well. Yeah. And when you, when you come from that to going back and sitting in an office and answering phone calls or dealing with angry customers and you're just like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get me out, <laughs> out of here. Of out. I yeah. don't care about anything. I just want to be on the road, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Mon- like even money is not, not a big issue. Like it, yeah. it's kind of yeah. worth, you know, worth being a bit poor
1: for. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in that boat. I'm a little bit too poor at this yeah. point in time. I mean, I'm trying to get more work, but at least in teaching, but, um yeah, I mean I can't I I don't relate so much to that, but it's almost in a different light to me because obviously I don't work 9 to 5. I work very small hours. Yep. So as a result, I actually have too much kind of time to myself to think and it, you know when you do come off tour and you go back into kind of that sort of level of work yep. as well, it can also be really horrible because you've got even more time to feel. You have to actually motivate yourself I, to yeah. do something rather than yeah. if I'm not here
2: then that's a good point actually i hadn't thought of it like Like, being
3: being a freelance worker means that you have to motivate yourself all the time and sometimes you just don't have that drive Mm. especially coming back from tour where you know you've just done the most amazing thing in your life for me america was the most amazing thing i had ever done yeah uh to just coming back and you know i mean like i enjoy teaching but that in that level of enjoyment is just like nothing in comparison yeah so that coupled with the fact that I don't work that many hours it's just like oh I now need to you know ride my bike every day I need to find something to fill this space yeah um, yeah yeah it's pretty horrible
0: yeah especially being freelance where the amount of you know work is entirely dependent on how much you're willing to mm. go out there and yeah, actually totally. find it. I'm,
3: yeah I'm see I'm actually really horrible at um, self-promoting stuff that isn't my music. <laughs> like when it comes to, you know, I am Scott Gay. i I'm a teacher, you know, I, I'm i not very yeah, good at that. Same here. I find that as well. I, like, I don't know what it is, but I think it's just the people you have to promote yourself to because yeah. like when you're promoting music, it's kind of like everybody likes music, you know? Yeah. But when you're promoting yourself as a worker, yeah. it, it, the, the people that you have to associate with are like admin people and like, yeah. you know, Principles, money, and,
0: and, money changing
3: hands. Yeah, and, so th- there's, there's this that's great hon, of, Get in line. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's this whole
3: I don't know the, the, the
0: professional side of things to
3: me, like I've never really been yeah, strong I'm, suited to. I'm you know, allergic to that stuff. So, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to just because there's a voice in my head that's like just just fucking do it. Mm. Do you mean like but, personal
2: PR kind of stuff?
0: Um, just anything in the professional realm where you have to basically not be yourself. And you have to conduct yourself in a manner to basically appeal to people, yeah, so that you can get money or mm-hmm. so you can keep your job. Yep. I have a, I found I have a very low tolerance for that stuff. Like I don't yeah. know why, but well, maybe like, I haven't you, done it enough. But
3: mm, yeah, I mean, I might be yeah. in the same boat as you in that way. I don't like being. It's not. I guess it's kind of being dishonest to yourself to a certain degree, and I think that's yeah. the reason why I don't take to it very exactly.
0: Well. Like uh, I, I have a very low threshold for. Not being myself. <laughs> like, so as soon as I have to act a certain way, in whether it be a job interview or, or anything, like, I have to shake it off after. Like, mm. I'm just like, oh, yuck.
2: You oh. guys just haven't worked in customer service long enough. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, me, that's, yeah. yeah that's I'm sure, what like, it I'm is. sure,
0: like, you're at the point now where it's you just switch it on and you switch it off, right? Mm. Like, it's just.
2: I, well, you know, I've never I've never been a particularly like a morose person or someone that's, yeah. you know, I'm more, I really... Morose,
3: oh, you're such a bastard. So morose. Seriously. <laughs> He's so rude all the time. Uh-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I've always been a, you know, I'm very chatty and I like, I like talking. And I like, you know, I like telling jokes and making people laugh. Yeah, so yeah. When, when it comes to that and if I can kind of put that element in and that, that's what most people and, you know, in sales and service and things like that, they want anyway. Mm. Um, but you know, it's interesting and you, if you can pick up tips, um, on being influential and things like that and just, you know, just being a decent person always, always helps the most. Mm. But Mm. I I see what you mean. If, if I did have to kind of pretend to be something that I'm not like, I'm pretty comfortable with the way I am anyway. And I'm, and I guess if I'm confident about going into a job interview, something like that, Mm. then already it's I'm kind of a little bit I've got a bit of an advantage over oh, someone that's not comfortable in that situation at all yeah like you could pretty much get me anyone in here I'd, I'd talk to them like about yep. something yeah no matter who they yeah, are
0: yeah you you, I've noticed that about you though you can mm. I've, I can talk to I've <laughs> seen your way, I've, yes. I've <laughs> seen you talking to like all the whole spectrum of different types of people like demographics you're yeah. you're, you're, able to talk to yeah and, and I find that with myself like to a certain extent Mm. But um, yeah. No, I found that with you. You know, you can pretty much talk to anyone, be it you know a bum on the street or <laughs> just anyone. Not, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're a giver. Depends on you're a the, giver. If they ask me for money, then <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 forget about it.
1: But
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you just there are some sorts of people that just connect really easily with people and mm. identify really easily. And this is yeah. like um.
2: I was talking to someone about this before, actually. This is one of, you know... I hate to rub it in people's noses that aren't a musician, but this is one of the, <laughs> no, the best things about rock. being a musician. Yeah. You've you've instantly got an ice-breaking conversational topic. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's universal. It's like, universal. Everyone see, likes it. Yeah. If they see, like, like Daryl, you, you look like a rock star to me. Like, <laughs> right?
1: You're a really cool-looking yeah. dude. You've got mojo, yeah. right?
2: right? You know. Yeah. But you know, and for me it's just like the fact that I've got long hair. It, it's it's always kind of like if there's a bit of an uncomfortable silence or something like that, someone'll go, "Oh, you got long hair. Do you play in a band?" I'm like, "Yeah. Yeah, I do, you know. Yeah. And and then you can you can really
0: take it there however far you want to go." Yeah, people people are attracted to that. Hmm. Like even even if they're not really into music, the idea of an artist mm. is, is there something attractive about it? It's an intriguing lifestyle for those reasons yeah. that we just got through before. Yeah. Exactly. You know, who because, else gets to do that? Because yeah. like you're kind of isolated from society. Like you're not the normal suit and tie person. Mm. Like the, everyone, there, most there's, there's something, blocks, yeah. yeah, there's something like inside a lot of people that kind of admire people that aren't following that, you know, nine to five. Mm. Like,
3: I think that's kind of like, uh, a lot of it comes with the look. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. Like music isn't about the image, but the image is obviously an important factor of it. Um, so it's not like we're hamming it up, but it's kind of, it goes hand in hand. So the fact mm. that you do something a little different and you look a little different as a result yeah, of doing that, definitely. um, you have this certain kind of aura about you that just makes you automatically yeah. different to someone else. I guess that, that's yeah.
2: a, it's quite a superficial thing though, isn't it? Just thinking about it, because you'd say the same to someone like a supermodel if you're mm. talking to them and it's like, oh, what do you do? Or like, you're beautiful. Like, what do, you, do you model us? Yeah. yeah, I'm a model. Oh, really? Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people have these kind of things that are really interesting, but because they're not really, um, they may not be on the outside, not something you can really pick up on so much, yeah. you know, uh, it would be the same for me if if there was some you know if there was a guy with a mohawk it's like oh are you in a band no I'm, I'm actually a, a neuro you know a neurosurgeon mm. wow okay. like I'd really want to talk to <laughs> that guy yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, oh something I'm the, um, cool. an astrophysicist yeah yeah right.
0: yeah true yeah I
1: mean yeah.
3: the whole image thing kind of gets a bad rap a lot of the time um, in people saying that, it, that it's superficial and whatnot but I think that it depends on your outlook. It's like if you present yourself in a certain way, then that can only do benefits for you. It's kind of like when you think about you as a person being perceived by other people, unfortunately, just the way it is, people are going to look at you and make assertions about you. That's Everybody does that. Like Every single person is guilty yeah. of that. So if you just remove that concept entirely from your brain and just think, okay, so people are going to judge me yeah. I may as well just do what I feel I'm comfortable with and what I feel people would be comfortable perceiving me as. Yeah. And if you just shift it in a positive way, I think the image thing is a fantastic. Yeah, thing it is yeah. because you can just use it as a means to really mm. prove yeah. who you are as well. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people ask me like, "Wow, you you really dress up a lot of the time." Like, mm. I never see you not dressed up. But to me, it's the other way around. Like, mm. this is literally. Just how it is. Yeah. like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel this need. Like I don't wake up and I'm about to go out and I'm like, hmm, like what? What can I really press people people's buttons with? This like, I just wear whatever I want, really. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just gifted with natural mojo. <laughs> and, and just
1: got that set. style. It's true. Like, and
0: and it's funny. It's funny playing gigs where um, you can you can you can tell a group of guys are like looking at you funny before you go on stage. Then when you come off, they're like, "Eh, it's all right because you're on stage. And I'm like, I've always found that weird that when you're on stage, you sort of have this license to do, to wear whatever Whatever you want want. and to be whoever you want.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That is really cool. I
2: found that with, um, yeah, that was such a huge uh, uh, turn on for music for me because I I always grew up being the actor, wanted to do the acting Wanted to go to Hollywood, drama. you know. Did yet yeah, dramas and all of that. Did all the like NIDA courses that came through town and stuff. And um I just kind of there was something about the theatre that I was doing in, in high school. And I had like the like the lead role in my year twelve one as well, and that was, it put a lot of stress on me. And I was like, I was moving house at the time, and I was in I was in Seraphim that band and into Alia, this other metal band, who we were all, all gigging, that. yeah, yeah, I and remember. practicing and. I, I, <laughs> um. I almost fainted with the amount of stress I was under, but there was this... Something about the theatre and, the, and the other the other actors around me, they just kind of... It, there was this air of... Um, I don't know. It was just... It just kind of started to seem really fake to me, but in not a good way. Yeah. And originally, like, what really... Contrived,
0: I think, like, really yeah, put and, on. And, yeah.
2: you know, and very... There's this... I'd go to other plays and stuff like that, and it'd just be this air of self-indulgence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and especially when you'd see someone that was really getting into it, and it's like, you know, what? I don't even believe you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. I don't. I'm not convinced. He's a very,
3: you're going. That guy's a very good actor. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. But, but that's all. But the
2: thing with with music is, it's like, well, with acting, you're the whole thing is about being not yourself and being someone else, but yep. something something different. Whereas music, you're getting the the praise and adoration for completely being yourself. Yeah. And you're laying everything you've got out. There yep. to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, to in be yeah, in such
0: judged. a primitive way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like just, just the way you move, the way your face your face looks when you play. Like it, yeah. you're you're really actually letting people in to a a certain area that most people would never see of yeah. you. Like Absolutely, you're actually yeah. exposing yourself. Absolutely, like, a lot yeah.
2: of time. You know, a lot of museos or myself included as well. I don't, you know, I don't showcase or exhibit that normal. Kind of um, drop of inhibitions in any other realm, or any other spectrum. Um, you know, it's not like I. Even in the car, when I'm listening to something, I, I'm not kind of going, "Oh yeah, oh, you know." <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only you could see. see me, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, I think there's something special about being on on the stage. It's very. It is. It is a very theatrical thing, isn't it? and it mm. it does bring the yeah. music to. To life, you know. But it's interesting how it can kill it at the same time. If you're seeing something, it's like, this just does not work for what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not up to your expectations. Mm. It's actually, on that note,
3: it's really interesting. I remember talking to, I think it was Rick Eastman, actually, um, who's the one of the head of the contemporary guys at Whopper, Absolute legend. Amazing drummer. Um, He was talking about this gig that he went to. I can't remember what band he was seeing, but I remember him mentioning... um, you know, as you do, as we were talking about before, where you kind of like go to the gig and you go, oh, so let's see what these guys can do. Um, He was watching the drummer and he was like, oh, that sounds horrible. I really don't dig what this guy's doing. Um, Whereas everyone else was going, oh, like, really? He sounds great. Like, he sounds really good. And Rick was like, oh, okay. And he turned around to the bar to get a drink or something. And as he was looking away, he was like, did they just change drummers or something? This guy now sounds really tight. And it turned out that his whole perception of whether this guy was good or not was by how awkward he looked on stage. Because, hmm. you know, like, especially with drummers, because it's a very visual, very dynamic it's kind very of thing. It's very kinetic. Like, yeah. it's all about the movement. It, it, if the movement looks jarring and awkward, your perception of the sound can be that way as yeah. well. Yep. And he found that was, like, really distracting him from this yeah. gig. So he was like, I may as well just turn <laughs> around 180 degrees and just listen to it. So, yeah, on that note, it's just really interesting because it could sound good, but because the performance isn't
2: there, Mm. it's a letdown.
3: Um, That happens a lot.
2: Another thing is probably judging his technique as well. Mm. It's like, that's horrible. How can you get... I can't get a good sound holding (laughs) like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. How is anyone going to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yep. For sure.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay, well, um, I remember when I was hanging out with you the other week, you gave me a little card with a download link for your album.
2: Yes, uh, the yeah, our download cards. We've got um, we've always been pushing the the downloading thing. Yeah. Um, since uh, well, since about two thousand and eight. No, yeah, our second last album that came out, I'm the Revolution. We we realised that a lot of people were starting to download. Um, both legally and illegally, and uh, you know the uh, for a lot of people the the need to collect CDs is starting to wane. Yeah. Then and, um, yeah. so we we thought it'd be would be stupid to not have that available to people. They can if they want to download it, they can download it from us for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, and cheaper price. Yeah. It's like it's a small price to pay for a whole album that we've spent all this money and time yeah. on, and um, and basically the the mission statement behind this is like you're you're you know where the money's going. It's going directly to us. No one else. Yeah, there's no
0: middle man. There's no... If you're going to
2: download it, just don't, you know, please download it from us directly. You know,
0: exactly.
3: Yeah, it's...
2: um, I think
3: when it comes to downloading, there there was at least some kind of level of excuse in, you know, like when you're trying to get into a newer band or like a, a fairly unknown band that doesn't have a label that can't distribute your music for you. There was some excuse to downloading a few tracks and, and having a listen, like, you know, like the LimeWire days. You know, I can remember yeah, I got into Devon by downloading a few of yep. his tracks a bit of Soulseek and Napster and all stuff. that stuff. Yeah. So I mean on on one level at that time it wasn't as bad. Um but nowadays there's just absolutely no excuse, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um you've so got-
2: this is I know we've this is a, a really interesting topic for us because we're mm. Involved in it as well. I think mm-hmm. all three of us sitting here have, at some point, illegally downloaded music, yep. mm. um, or movies for that matter. You yeah. know, but um, yeah, I think like I'll let you talk about this as well, Scott, because a lot of the excuses used was I need to know what it's going to sound like before yeah. I want to buy it. Yeah, you know.
0: All Very uh, a
2: consumerist angle, like,
0: yeah, mm, I want to yeah. make sure it's worth my money. Well, this is yeah. it.
3: It's it's, um, it's a really funny thing. that You've got this sudden uh, sense of entitlement yep. to something that they have not only not contributed any time to, but aren't actually willing to contribute any money to either, um, which is really funny. Because as as far as I'm concerned, you know, I've spent, we've all spent hours and hours years i mean let's face it i started playing my instrument when i was 15 and i feel that i'm capable of actually recording good music as of two years ago Mm -hmm. um we've all put in a lot of time to make this work um so to have someone kind of go oh i'd prefer to listen to it first okay well fair enough we've got this great new thing called bandcamp.com which means that you can... Yeah, you. You YouTube, know, it's Facebook, amazing. Yeah, you've MySpace. You've got all and... of this access now and, and bands these days are just putting up the whole record for free stream, yep, yep. which means you now legitimately have no excuse not to buy it if you enjoy it. Yep. And That's just bottom line. If you don't enjoy it, then just stream it and go, eh, whatever. But yep. you know, you've got so much access now if you enjoy it, buy yep. it.
0: Definitely. I think the, the internet as a whole has shaped... The, the entire music industry is mm. such a big impact now on it. Yeah, they basically record labels now have to change their whole model because of the internet. The whole mm. business model, yeah. yeah, they do.
3: And it's actually, I was reading something that was really fascinating, because um, you know how, as of <laughs> cable tie, um, yeah. as of always, like you know that the record labels have always been seen as this evil. You know, the the money makers. Yeah. But in in reality, they're there to... Yes, they are there to skim a little bit of money on top, but at the end of the day, they're really helping the bands out in huge ways. Mm. Touring, funding for recording, which is not cheap by any stretch. Yeah, advances and stuff like that. So it was was really interesting because the, the, the labels have already changed their business model to include things like iTunes now. Which ironically take a bigger cut than what
2: most labels would take, you know, yeah. on a sale. We don't. We didn't say see, see shit from iTunes, yeah. do we? Yeah, exactly. We get like thirty cents from every song. I, yeah. iTunes will take thirty percent,
3: um, which when you when you dumb down what iTunes is, it's a big server that holds your files and distributes it to people via that server which is not really a big service to be perfectly honest with you yeah So they've um, got the real estate they've got yeah the they've, they've got they've they've got the image which is what you're paying for yeah. essentially but mm-hmm. for 30 percent, when all they have to do is hold on to your music let's take what a label does where they actually physically move cds all across the planet mm. that takes money physical and physical copies yeah. you know so them mm. taking a 60 percent cut per sale is totally legitimate because they're actually putting in a lot of money mm. to
0: make those records move physically. And they're probably actually, you know, plotting out marketing campaigns yeah. well, that's, for yeah. your release as that's well. That's it. Yeah. So they're, and they, iTunes just they've basically got, holds They've got it. a vested yeah. Yeah. Infra- in interest got, in it.
2: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. The more money that we make as a band, the more copies and more units that we we sell the more mm-hmm. money they get as well but mm-hmm. they at least they are putting some effort behind it yeah. but it I, seems like every, nobody nobody wants everyone seems to have a problem with any kind of business tied up in in the um in the art industry with making money yeah mm-hmm. and and why should it be why should it be different for us mm. uh, yeah exactly as opposed to you know the guy at the deli who's putting a little bit of a markup on everything that he sells yeah, you know? so that, yeah. that's yeah.
3: the only way you do make money so, but what what's really interesting is that labels have had to, as a result of things like iTunes, change its model so it includes the thirty percent that iTunes now takes. So, as a result, the model that we now have is actually worse. Um, yep. If you're associating with a label, um, you know, so everyone's like, "Oh, you know, the labels need to change their their scheme." Well, in reality, they already have, and unfortunately, the only way they can deal with it is by actually worsening the deal. You know that's yeah. why we have 360 deals now, where labels will take a cut of your merch sales merch and touring and, and, touring and management, yeah. Yeah. so that they can stay afloat and help you still. Yeah, you know, in in return, you know, so it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of funny to look at it now and go, man, labels like. Labels are great. <laughs> Labels are, are really good, you know, yeah. in reality. I think they,
0: they, they get the bad rap. They get, yeah. they're, they're like the fall guy. When, when something goes wrong in the music industry, it's Blind always a label. It's always a label. Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But, but yeah. But
2: think about, you know, and everyone's really quick to forget just how essential they were in this whole thing mm. from the get go. Yeah. It's yeah. only until a couple of years ago that, you know, even, even now, I guess you could argue that they've been made redundant to some extent. Yeah.
0: But we wouldn't be where we are where we are now without them. No way. Anyway. No way. So so who who are you guys? Are you guys signed to a label or? Yes, Sensory, yes, sensory
2: Records. Sensory. They've been fantastic so far. We've wow, got cool. we've got a um it's a it's in it's like a, an indie label, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not a not a major label. Um but it's run by this guy called Ken Golden um in New Jersey, I think. Mm. And he's just been he's actually just uh He's a businessman, first and foremost, which is what you want. And I think yeah, what exactly. you need yeah, is a business. Yeah. Um, it's all good, fair and well, to get into it because you love the music. But if you haven't got the smarts to... Yeah. Eventually, something has just to come be, back. Yeah, totally. But he really loves us and believes in us. And he's been, he's been so generous. You know, mm. he's, For this tour coming up, he's given us um, you know, a whole bunch of CDs to mm. take just to make just raw profit on. Yeah. which wow. is just so kind it's yeah like, it's wicked yeah. Um, there was no need for him
3: to do that it was just sort of yeah out of the kindness of his heart because he knew that we were travelling halfway across the world yeah, and, you yeah.
2: Know. it is really cool like we've I've, we bought some gear for this tour that's <laughs> getting getting sent to his house he's going to store it for us and um, yeah. it's all it's it's actually really great to have someone that is so passionate about that particular niche of music yeah but, but knows his stuff and is, is willing to to give it his best shot for us as well, mm, I and mean, I guess when you kind of know the people behind the industry and the behind the business, um, it nicer. would be it'd be ign- ignorant to say that there wasn't you know um, exploitation going on. It has never gone yeah. on in yeah. industry because you s- simply know that's not true. Yep. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It gets it gets a bit cu- confusing where to stand on it because as a you know you can you can you can look at it from the standpoint as us as working musicians and as the listener as well but you know i kind of think well if it weren't for pirate music i wouldn't have gotten into about like you know 100 bands that i would have <laughs> yeah. heard otherwise mm, because yeah. someone mm. someone burned a CDRW yeah, for
0: me in high exactly, school and yeah. gave me all these tracks and you can't pirate a live show so when they come around, you're going to buy a ticket to see them. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. where yeah. bands are now solely relying on. When, yeah, when before it was yeah, like gosh. album sales yeah. and then touring and
2: stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Now it's not even it's not even touring really. Yeah, it's no. basically just like no. the merch, yeah. the yeah. t-shirts, merch is you know, um, everything. And now like it's actually pretty inspiring to see bands like Periphery um, and other kind of those bands that are th- having now to think outside the box and they they offer lessons on tour and that's how mm-hmm. they make their coin wow yeah, and cool. and bus hangs well yeah actually, well, they, they just charge like um, listen come and hang out with us on the tour bus for the night um, yeah it, just give us 15 bucks you know it's like a cover charge yeah, yeah it, it's kind have, of a bit you know it's a bit naff but you know, it's gonna <laughs> like, like pay us but
1: to hang yeah, out I guess but, the cool
0: but. thing is like it's kind of forcing bands to think of things outside the box yeah. as well. And I think as yeah. the, the cool thing about what's
3: happened um, with like things like Facebook, for example, as much as I hate to bring it up all the time, but <laughs> yeah. um, the great thing about it is the fact that the rock star image is is fading yeah. in a sense that every person is like one step removed from you know, uh-huh. a famous person and you can get in contact with them very easily now, which I think... Like, I mean, obviously, every person wants their privacy, but I think that there's a really cool element to that because it means that musicians and bands have to interact with their fans. And I feel that, you know, the fans are what's keeping you afloat. I think the least you could do is just have a brief conversation with some
2: of them. It's and actually one of yeah. the best parts It's It's fantastic getting recognition yeah. And, yeah. and communication. Yeah. and, yeah. It's like it's, to, and, and know, to know that one thing you've done yeah. has affected some person. Yeah, exactly. In some it's way. Like, but we like, um, the the era of the rock star is really really dying mm. out and yeah because you, you nobody, can't distance yourself from your yeah nobody wants or, yeah. to you know have have a rock star swing by their town you know once every year or a few years even yeah. and be treated like shit by them yeah you know and I don't think people think that's cool anymore
0: yeah and with the with the internet now everyone is accountable for what they do. Yeah. People can, well,
2: yeah, it, instantly... You like
0: to think so. A lot of, from what gets yeah, said,
2: you think, think, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: then? I mean, but with, with with social networking and stuff like that, yeah. like yeah. it's you can't, you. It's very hard to get away with things now. Yeah, you know?
3: it's it's kind of like, um, you know, you can quite easily just say to four hundred people, "Oh man, met, you know, so and so from this band. What a dick! Yeah, you know, and it just completely throws, you know, people's perception of of the band even out the window. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah, it can be really damning. Yeah. Though one thing I did see recently that was really kind of like really heartwarming for me, um, there's a band in Sydney called Northlane. We've done a few shows with them before um, with my band Statues. And they're like, they're wicked guys. Really, really hardworking band. They deserve everything that they've they've gotten so far. Um, I saw this comment that some guy had left on their page saying, you know... um, I I like had a really rough I've had a really rough couple of years and I've I'd considered, you know, ending my own life and all this stuff. And he was like the songs that you guys have written and the lyrics you guys have written for these songs have really touched me and, you know, have inspired me. Um and you guys keep me going, you know. And he was like when I saw you guys live like last week or whatever that it was just like a life-changing moment. And it's just like, wow. Stuff like that, man. It's like you can't the feeling you, you can't get buy that. Yeah. no the feeling mm. you get from seeing something like that it's it's unbelievable i mean it's the, so honest isn't the it the comment had like 500 likes and like you know the like obviously the guys from north lane saw it and were like holy shit this is amazing you know
1: yeah.
3: um and that sort of thing is just like i don't know there there's very little that tops that feeling you know? yeah
0: and and yeah the with the internet now it's like it's so easy to get in contact with people that would otherwise be be uncontactable you, you yeah. just would, wouldn't have a chance in the world of ever speaking directly yeah. with these people but yeah. now it's like yeah. so close yeah.
2: another great thing is it actually lets the fans be a part of, yeah. of the band yes. I've got two good, really good examples here um, there was a, a guy in Melbourne that, that loved love Voyager and he, he just loves us and he said oh, I'm a, um, I'm a PR I'm a um, manager or something like that. And he, he basically does um, branding and PR branding and things like that. So he goes, I would love to design you guys a new logo mm-hmm. or a logo or something like that, some kind of um, art concept. And he and he just did this thing. It must have taken him, well, at least a few days. Mm. Um, and he came back to us as if we would have paid him $5,000 yep. to draw us up an, an image and and a new logo and a design. And he, he came back and there's 14 different styles. And it's actually funny because the, the first one that he had was the one that we've stuck with. And that's our new, or, or our latest Voyager, mm. Voyager V. Um, it's been tattooed on two people now. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's because of his work. Yeah. And it's like, how, how great is that? It's not mm. it's not only like, you got to realize that the fans aren't just meaningless numbers. They're they're people with experience they're committed. Things. And they
3: have jobs that that could help you. <laughs> and our, our, <laughs> yeah,
2: there was a um a really nice woman in um is it uh, Quebec, mm. Alex Alexandra her name is and uh and she she loved us and it was kind of a similar sentiment like that. I'm I'm quite sure she she'd come from a rough time and she yep. just really loved the band and she's I she's like, I'd love to design you a, a whole website and she's it's up there now. You can check it out. Wow. Yeah. Yep. www dot Voyager-Australia.com Free plug Sweet That story isn't actually true I just needed it As a segue to the website <laughs> <laughs> But
3: yeah It's it, That whole thing Where fans can actually Express themselves to you
0: In that way is And really make an cool. impact On the band And, mm. and vice versa mm, Absolutely Because yeah. I
3: mean There are points Where the where band being in a band Can be really rough Yeah And like sometimes Just getting that comment From someone going man you know that like the show you guys did two weeks yep. ago was amazing like I yep. want you guys to keep doing what you're doing like so much as hearing that from one person is yep. enough to just go oh like reinvigorate that yep.
2: fire in you um, we. This is a, another great thing about the Prog Power Festival, and I guess while we're talking about it, I, I definitely have to make mention that any anyone that hears this from the United States, you just got to support this thing because it looks like it's, it's amazing.
0: It's the it, well, photos it, I saw were fucking yeah, it was yeah. huge. It's, yeah. It's, yeah.
2: It's, it's a huge man. festival. Yeah, it's um, it's there's one guy that's basically running the show, and he he needs all the support he can get. So mm. I don't I don't know whether how many more shows there's going to be, but it, it desperately needs more support as well. Um but what Glenn Glenn Harveston his name is, um, the promoter of the show mm. I got the mastermind behind it all. <laughs> he lets fans that are on the forum on ultimate metal dot com um actually bid for um for sponsoring rights to the bands. So it it means that they can um you know they'll they'll pay so much for the band to come over. Um and he'll he'll allow fans of that particular band to donate money to the mm-hmm. cause. And what happens is we, we when we went over there, we had um, a number of different sponsors that had, you know, put 500 bucks in, you Why? know, not small amounts of
1: money, no, That's um, yeah. by any means.
2: <laughs> and, um, you know, and they got to spend time with us after and, you know, we could really just share our appreciation in person. Like, thanks so much. You know, that you guys just bought our hotel rooms for the next two nights. Yeah. Um, and they took us out for dinner after the show wow. and just spoiled yeah, us it was, rotten. It was incredible. And they just, it's like, <laughs> so wow, cool. thank, thanks so much for believing in us, you know, yeah. mm. and- it, and, it, and at the same time, it's such a great thing for them to do because normally they wouldn't be able to do that. But they've actually they've got this thing where they've, um, you know, ah, oh, I, I just I'd love to just link this to prostitution somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's 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 such a, a nice and uh, a nice gesture, you know. If yeah. you will. Yeah. But at the same time, we want to show our, our appreciation for it by you know spending time with them yeah. and and thanking them for mm.
3: it. Yeah, it's an incredible thing.
2: But a lot of new opportunities are being you know are necessary now they have yeah. to they have to they have to be done yeah. otherwise no one's going to be around yeah. and it's the people that are constantly bitching about having to pay for things that are going to be oh. then oh why aren't there any bands yeah. playing why aren't there any albums yeah. why can't I get this album it's yeah. like well you ask yourself you look paid, in the mirror
3: yeah have you paid for the last five records that you've just listened exactly.
0: to that's the question you've got to ask yourself I mean it, even the amount of people that you know show up to gigs and the look on their face when they have to pay, you know, eight or ten dollars. Oh, like,
2: what! It's ridiculous. I know. Like, yeah. I have
0: to pay to come and see music. Well, that's yeah. this is our work. This is what we. This is what we Yeah. Rely <laughs> on. yeah. Like- you know, I, I I think that there's that
3: that some people are have, are just so foolish about the whole thought that they think that we somehow teleport to and from venues with all our gear. Yeah. And that we actually didn't spend any time writing the music. We didn't spend any time at all recording the music and we didn't pay a single cent for any of it. Where it is as yeah. in reality, we've paid thousands of dollars. Yep. You know, my car could basically be counted as a work vehicle the amount of gigs Pretty I drive much. to. Pretty much. Um, you know, exactly. it, all of these things and, and, and you suddenly start, you know, y- you go, well... Yeah, you guys have to pay ten dollars. I'm sorry, I would pay ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's it's kind of this weird. And what is it? That's, that's yes. it's nothing. It's, it's like, a pint. Know, yeah, it's a pint of it's, it's, it's a birth it's a pint. Yeah. pint. Yeah, yeah it's, a Perth pint. It's, it's not an expensive pint, but sure. <laughs> like, but you know, it's considering the fact that most gigs, what
0: you're seeing four bands. Exactly, that's like $10. amazing. It's that's like, like two quarter chicken and chips from Chipotle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and see, and, and the thing is, as well, as I'm... I'm <laughs> <laughs> We're lowing. <way. laughs> see <you later. laughs>
3: The thing is, as well, is the fact that I have no problem, and I don't think any bands will have any problem with the idea of competition either, in a yeah. sense that, you know, yes, in your town, there's always going to be like three or four other gigs that go on, um, and your gig needs to be one that pulls numbers. And the way that you do that is just by booking better bands. And as mm. a result, you know, better bands... F, you know, thrive. Yeah, and, and that's the thing.
0: And it's it's even the bonus when the venue treats the band well as mm. well, mm. because totally. a lot of venues have suffered because because they haven't they treated bands properly. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't give two shits about who yeah. plays. Yeah, know? yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then that's they wonder why no one's coming to their gigs as yep. well. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. Them, why is yeah. this bar half full? I was yeah. like, well,
3: if you had taken the time to listen to the bands that you just went, oh yeah, whatever, like to hiring, exactly, then yeah. you would be able to work out the fact that you know some bands are good and some bands are are shit. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's it, actually that's just how it yeah, is. I've read <laughs> that
2: that's actually a fairly big problem in the in the states. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The venues will be the booking agents as well, and they'll they'll book these bands, but the bands that are quality charge too much, and they don't want to pay that for a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they book the. The cheaper bands that are less established And, yep. they're less and they less experienced bring no yeah. They bring no one And then the band has to take a cut in their pay yeah, yeah. Because of it yeah. um, But you know I add another kind of little spanner in the works And um, you know A bit of spice in the mix When we've got um, bands in, in Europe When you go over to Europe A lot of them are pay to play and yeah. Yeah, the band actually has to outlay costs to even have the opportunity to play the gig, yeah. you know. And wouldn't that, wouldn't that suck if you've outlaid all this money and then you've got... Um, I know from my experience, the Euro fans are very appreciative anyway. But having someone turn around and go, what, 10 bucks or 20... 20 sorry, euros. <laughs> 20 <laughs> yeah. euros for a show.
1: Mm.
2: That's, you know... That's absurd, yeah. Get stuffed kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd be like, "Well, hold on. Mm. Give me... Throw me a freaking bone here! <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, totally. It's a, it's actually apparently a quite a big thing in Canada as well. I've been reading. Yeah, like the pay-to-play thing where um, bands have to sell a number of presale tickets. um And the thing about presale tickets is the fact that the only shows that actually can do presale are the ones that are running through the big ticket sellers. Yeah. you know, like Ticketmaster and, and Ticketmaster. And then if and, everyone and buys and their
2: ticket late, you're fucked yeah. because the ca- t- yeah. thing gets gets cancelled, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you
3: know, the, the, the pre-sale ticket thing is a huge trap and it, it, the only time pre-sale tickets ever work is when you're running it through a proper ticket company. You, as a band, if you're pre-selling tickets yourselves, yeah. you're never going to sell a single one. Definitely you know, Guaranteed. Yeah. Like all your mates are going to go, hey man, can I just buy that ticket? the day the gig is, yeah, you know, which is like essentially paying door. But of course the promotion, the promoter is going to want to see sales move prior to the day of the show. So mm-hmm. he's going to get this really skewed view on how
0: many people will actually come to yeah, your show. Yeah. It's not, you know? it doesn't give a, an, an accurate indication of no. who's actually going to show up on yeah, the day. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it's
3: run on like an amateur level like that, yep. you know, when yeah. it's done on a professional level, sure. But obviously most bands aren't, up to yeah
0: they can't afford you know pr yeah. and marketing yeah exactly yeah. you know or they're not at that yeah. level yet yeah. you know which is understandable yeah.
2: you guys have both i mean i've played a, a ton of these um remember this i don't know whether they're still going but the the slam shows mm. that stevie d um, yeah i remember them um, put at, put the on, newport? At, at the newport yeah. hotel every every sunday and like what a good i mean he was he was definitely flying the the flag high for perth music mm. and varied perth, perth music as well but you know I don't know whether you remember, but he'd give you a a big stack of tickets. and He'd like sell these for ten dollars each or something like that, and you can keep five of it or something like that. Yeah, he'd let you take just a big fat chunk of the door, um, of the of the ticket price um, Mm. as incentive. Basically, it's like you want to spread the you know you want people to come to your show. Help me out, but you'll get some money for it in
1: return. You know,
0: everyone wins. Then
1: Mm.
0: Mm. I wonder where he is now. I wonder where he is. Oh, oh, There he is! <laughs> oh, hey man, <laughs> hey dude, Stevie. <laughs>
3: How long ago was this?
0: This is like 2000. Well, when we we're around, mm. I it's played
1: like about 2007,
0: 2008.
2: Well, I, I think they were yeah going. He's doing it for a while, but I seen, I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. maybe they're still on, but I seem to remember that he had to kind of stop doing that, and mm, a lot of people mm. were kind of upset about it. Have Obviously, you yeah. have
0: you heard of uh, this competition type? festival called uh, Emergenza. Oh, em- yes,
1: Emergenza. Yeah, yeah. Emergenza. Yeah, Emergenza. Yeah, oh, oh, my is. God. Yeah, Controversy. That, <laughs>
0: what a train wreck. That was that hilarious. Thing was, yeah. Like, the the amount of websites that were coming out going, this is a fraud, yep. and, like, showing photos and videos of the actual gigs where I knew, I no knew, one had showed yeah, up. Yeah, I knew a yeah. band that
3: was involved in that. I actually, but it it, was funnily a enough, world... my band got wow my old band bullet child got roped into it as well
1: you were in bullet child yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow
3: here's a bit of perth history wow. this is yeah, really funny know. because i don't know i really. had no idea yeah yeah you guys were doing
0: player. fucking awesome did yeah. you did you go to um Ampfest? yeah yeah we won Ampfest. Wow.
3: yeah
2: yeah second year of Ampfest ever <laughs> daryl do you remember when we were in seraphim together and um i think uh roland <laughs> he was always like oh the there's always this talk about Bullet Child, and I was like, <laughs> who, the, really? "Who the hell are Bullet Child? And, <laughs> and why, and why are they doing so good?" And I was like, "You know, and and being like a the 15 year old bass player that I was, it's like, man, yeah, the bass players sick, and you know." And I was like, you, you "Who are they? I, could, I didn't know. I never <laughs> saw you guys ever." And then I found out. I said the same thing. What you, you were in Bullet in Child?
3: What? Yeah. Did you,
0: what? What did you play? Bass. Bass. Yeah. Really? Yeah what 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 sort of sound did you have like a it was it was we were a Rage Against the Machine rip off oh, really? band
3: straight up rip off wow. band yeah we basically just played big riffs wow. like
1: a trio yeah. I fucking
0: that's so funny wow I totally did not know that you were a really
2: wow okay crazy <laughs> okay well there you go you're and, kind of always um, gigging the same
0: scene as us Yeah, but, but never, never the same, same gigs, gigs. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's
2: weird yeah there you go
3: Perth yeah um crazy. very incestuous A band
0: called the uh, D.D. Dums Have yep. you heard of them? Yeah, yeah
3: Tame Impala Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, crazy sense. Crazy, yeah um, we, um, They came second in AmpFest yeah. D.D. Dums Yep uh, To Mink Muscle Creek Which are now Pond, I think Yep, which, which least, are doing fucking yeah, well, amazing they're, they're cra- right? they're Yeah, they're doing crazy good as well Yeah, it's really funny But it's just, it's crazy to see D.D. Dums and what they were back in the day Which was like a duo It was wicked. Like it was such a cool idea. Like Kevin would play guitar and bass, but like he would play guitar, but he would have like a bass amp plugged in with an octave pedal, kind of side chained. So he'd be playing a riff, and there'd be like a bass there as well, even though there was no bass player. And that him and the drummer would just swap around every now and then and play a tune. Yes. So Kevin was playing drums as well, and it was awesome. It was a really cool idea.
0: Yeah, I think um, they both confronted me in the toilets (laughs) because. after my band had lost Ampfest to the Diddy Dums, I wrote a pretty pretty stupid uh, review of their band on Perth Bands. Ooh, right. <laughs> Uh-oh. And, so um, what did it say, Daryl? What, what, what I, details? I, think I remember calling them... I was comparing them to Led Zeppelin. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think I called That's them... That's fair. <laughs> I, I
0: said something about, you know, uh, being a, a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Mm and they they fucking hated it and it was it was stupid of me to even say oh, something oh. like that yeah. but um yeah they they confronted me in the toilets and they were like wow. you should not be saying that stuff Wow, hey. <laughs> which i shouldn't really. Yeah. well if to be honest did you anyone... walk out a virgin <laughs> <laughs> sorry no not a virgin not a virgin,
3: not a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um no um actually you know to be honest if someone had said to bullet child, man, you guys are just raised against the machine. I'd be like, yeah, I know. It's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad, but hey, you know, like we're 15. So, but yeah, anyway, I think the way we got onto that tangent is that bullet child got roped into this emergenza thing. Yes. And it was, it was a fucking nightmare. Mm. I tell you what, like we, we would come and do like an interview and it was like, it was really weird. Really, really
0: weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm fascinated by how It was like a worldwide thing. Mm. Like, it wasn't just one country. No, no, it was a global. They managed to rope the whole world into this fake competition, essentially. It's unbelievable, man. It's (laughs) it's scary, isn't it? (laughs) But, I mean,
3: apparently, I'd I'd read somewhere that the band that that won, inverted commas, uh, the the Emergenza competition from years past... um, they got flown to this gig which was supposed to be like the big gig for them that, that was part of their prize and everything And they got there and it was like they would get the opening it was white sands minutes. on a wednesday night yeah, no it was, yeah it was basically <laughs> something along those lines like it was like some it was like you know uh the gig was like an arena thing but they had like a little a little pre-show uh thing in Matinee. a bar yeah which is where <laughs> they played yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. You're still it was, playing um, in a stadium. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on, quick competitive. That's, pr- that's your prize, man. You should read the fine print, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe what what people were saying yeah. about this
0: thing. Yeah, so. what was it? You, you had to. It was the same thing. You had to sell yeah, yeah, your own like, tickets yeah. to your own gig.
3: That's it. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You had to sell tickets to your own show, um, and the ticket price was absurd. On yeah. top of that was the fact that um, we weren't even told who was playing as well as us on the show so like for someone to pay I think the it's tickets like 40 were, were well. like $20 um, which is a, a stupid amount for a local show especially yeah. a, a band competition oh yeah. you're
2: always bitching about the price of tickets aren't you <laughs> you know oh, God, it's so like ex- two pints oh, it's man expensive man yeah, seriously Just buy it yeah, support like 20- local murder man
3: no, <laughs> $10 fair $20 absolutely not fair especially when you don't know who else is playing like, yeah, that's you a know, bit rich. Yeah, yeah, it was completely ridiculous. And they, so, they,
0: they they were all. Where? What country did this originate from? I'm not. They were I all foreigners. Know. Like they they could barely. What do you call it? They could barely speak English in the, well, the emails. The guy that it was, was, was all broken English yeah, in the emails. The emails
3: yeah. was really dodgy. The guy that we talked to was a dude from Sydney, yeah. and he he was weird, man. Again, like, this whole thing was fucking weird. I tell yeah. you, like, th- this guy was trying, like... I remember we we went in for the initial kind of, like, interview thing. Consultation. And and the guy was like, okay, so you know how this whole process works where you have to pre-sell tickets? And we're like, yeah. And, and he's like, so how many do you reckon you guys will sell? We're like, dude, I don't at know. At least 20,000, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had no... Like, I had no idea what to say to this guy because we're like, we weren't even really Did you confident. have
2: a, a, a parent or legal guardian with you at this time? No, we were We were like... 16 or 17 at the time so when they asked you to drop your pants that's when I got really (laughs) 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 mad. oh shit hiya hiya no
0: I I I remember reading a blog of one of the a guy that had had been asked to work on the festival oh and he basically blew the whistle that this is a huge scam. yeah Yeah, he was (laughs) like they basically called him up from I don't know what city it was but they told him leave your job immediately because you're going to be like the PR guy for this new festival, and he fucking actually he took the bait, and he actually left his job to to work on it oh, this man. this festival, and um yeah he was just saying that as the days went on he realised this is all phony they're yeah. fucking scamming kids from their money yeah like yeah. <laughs> totally yeah Cause
3: you, I remember you you would and you would pay an initial amount of money to join the competition yeah. which seemed a little exuberant like joining AmpFest Fest was like Ten, fifteen dollars a band, yep. which is like nothing, right? Mm. I think these guys were charging something like forty, fifty, and they had like lots of bands, like hundreds of bands, yeah. Um, that were that were pa- like had to pay in order to get into competition from the first place. So from that point, you're kind of like, mm, that's a bit, that's a bit rich. Um, but yeah, the, I remember coming back to the second interview and us having not sold any tickets, obviously because who the hell would pay $20 to see a band, like your band alone, considering that you couldn't tell them who else was playing. So you wouldn't even know whether yeah. the event itself was actually even worth going to. And well, I remember the
2: off chance it may just be Metallica. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> seriously, oh, no, $20 no, man, it's worth the gamble. Yeah, just give it a crack. man. seriously. <laughs> but
3: yeah. So I remember coming back and the guy was like, so how'd you guys go with like ticket sales? And we're like, ah, oh, well, to be honest, dude, we didn't sell a single one. He's like, And he kind of, he kind of like, almost had a go at us. Really? Yeah, he was kind of like, you know, really, guys? I mean, honestly, like, you guys should really care more about your shows. And we're like, well, to be honest, dude, none of our, like... We're (laughs) We're 16. We're 16. (laughs) $20 to us at this point in time is a bit of money. And that's a bit of money that our friends are going to pay as well. And admittedly, we're an underage band. So, you know, and the show's at the Rosemount. It makes it feel
0: sick how they... Yeah, I, most I, of them had, knew what was going on, yeah. and they kept pushing it. Yeah,
3: totally. Yeah, I mean, they when were we basically came back, exploiting kids,
0: absolutely, for their for their wanting to be on stage for yeah, for money. It, it, yeah. it was
3: unbelievable,
0: man. Like looking back on it, it makes me sick.
3: Like, ju- and just the fact that we were guilt tripped yeah. the second time, the time we came back, it's like, fuck, man, what do i do to to just see yeah. that guy. We again were like little prostitutes, and just fucking yeah. backhand him. Seriously, it's just it's ridiculous, yeah. hey so bad yeah I'm just I mean I don't, I don't know I mean that whole thing must must be completely gone by now yeah, right but
0: it, it's, it's scary that they managed to convince local venues mm. that this was a legit competition mm. and people bought it yep I can remember <laughs> actually playing the heat and there was there was
3: like next to nobody there yeah and I mean I, I was expecting that yeah completely and utterly and on top of that is the fact that when you think about a show like this or, or other shows like pay to play in general is the fact that um the people are like the people that buy the tickets from you are are there to see you and once they see you they leave and this is going to apply to every band yeah so you know you're going to have like band 3 of the night who have happened to have a lot of friends that that would pay so they would see you and then go oh it's 9 i need to go to another thing that's on tonight see you guys later and yeah. wouldn't we'll actually stick around for the show making the show you know not what it should be, yeah. which is a, you know a big hangout, lots of people staying the whole night and yeah. having drinks, an and, and and industry event,
0: yeah, which is what was it was marketed as, yeah, exactly,
3: and it just <laughs> it just wasn't that at all, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So there you go, scams, <laughs> scams, scams.
2: <laughs> so what happened after the pants got taken off? <laughs> Is there a casting couch situation? (laughs) You know, Scott, I hear you're a pretty good bass player, but I need you to prove to me (laughs) with your mouth. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Mm. Heard you like a deep.
1: (laughs) So
3: below the belt.
2: Uh, Literally. Yeah, quite literally. Mm. It's going to get
3: edited out. You remember... No, nothing's nothing's (laughs) going to be edited out. Uncensored
0: (laughs) with Daryl Sunday. (laughs) You um, you remember the days where we used to enter competitions? Next big thing, I remember and that one. That was like yeah. the I hated them because like used when to you lose. lost, it was like, mm-hmm. man, it's all over.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it's like,
0: yeah. no,
1: it's not. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's amazing how skewed your perspective is mm-hmm. when you're when you're young. It's just yeah. an experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and then you know what? It, and it really. It, I don't know how to really feel about these music competitions. I've never, you know, I've always kind of, the first couple of times I did it, I thought, yeah, this is a great opportunity. Especially coming from like the metal background where you're automatically at odds with every other thing that's, yeah. that's on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the judge judging panel and they're and just, it. you know, so as soon as you step up, they're like, they're not even going to like this. I played the next big thing, heat at the Murdoch Tav. Yeah, in the daytime um and oh, man, with Seraphim yeah and i've got Ooh, i've got did. the video footage of this and and Regan, was i in the band no no, no this no, is before yeah, yeah no this is before and and guitarist joe is in his dress it's a nice <laughs> uh, long black satin number and i was uh, yeah, i was there in my my steel caps and my black jeans and pantera shirt and shoulder length hair. <laughs> And um, teenage metal head bass player, um, yeah. And we played it, I've got the video footage of it, and it, there's really? this, there was this one song, and basically it was so intimate that Regan, our singer at the time, is a phenomenal singer, um, she. Didn't really even need a microphone very much, but there's this one. There's this one s- song where she just did the most high pitched, loud, girly scream really? you could
0: do. Mariah and, Carey type. No,
2: pitch. actually, basically it was. Do you remember that song Fairy Tale? Yes. And it was like dun, 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 dun. it was all yep. kind
0: of like circus
2: gypsy music. And then there's yep. this. She's like, no, don't, no, no, no. And she goes. Ah.
1: <laughs> like that that
2: screams as loud as she can and this is an opera singer as well so a normal registered singing is is just phenomenally loud yeah, yeah. but um there's a, and the video it's so good the video footage of is her her putting the microphone down to her side and screaming it and you can hear it from the crowd really and i remember thinking at that moment we're not going to win this. <laughs> <laughs> this He's is just lost. This is such a great moment for me. So clearly they're going to hate it. And looked over and you know their faces were just kind of
0: like, oh my god, did oh. she? Did she really
2: just do did that? You,
0: oh w- which tab was this? Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. Oh, right. Did you have a cage in front of you?
2: N- no. no that's like a Blues did. Brothers kind of. No. Electrified that's what do um,
0: <laughs> Can't remember which. I think Curtin. Curtin University. They actually put a cage in front of oh you. My that. God. That divides the stage from the crowd. Well, how, as if it wasn't obvious fucking, already. That's how rowdy the gigs they get. Oh, my yeah, okay. God. That's pretty... So, this is like a, a Blues Brothers cage. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least the glass will shatter on impact of the cage yeah, instead of on, on you. Do, do you remember the other bands in the heat?
2: Uh, no. Yeah. They clearly weren't that great. I you can remember them. I
3: can, I can remember two bands uh, when my first band. No was... offense to anyone that actually played that. It's listening to me now. You prick. It was a long time ago, right? Give him a break. On, mate. Give us a break. Yeah. Do you
2: remember all the bands you played with back in 2005? Absolutely not. Like, no, 2004?
3: I, I remember quite a few. Um, I actually remember. Shut when... up. Oh, this guy's getting belligerent now. Yeah. okay. Um,. Yeah, I remember when Cisanoid, because Cisanoid was the band I played in prior to Bullet Child. This is when I was thirteen. So this is like the first original band that I was ever in.
2: Um, you were so old when you
3: started, and, man. Oh, I yeah. do.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I got into it late, but um, <laughs> and was wasn't around back then yeah. <laughs> to, carry, to
3: carry you. But um, yeah, I remember Tantrum and Said Girl. With Said girl, Said Girl oh my god, yeah. yeah,
2: I, I, um, I caught them in, oh, that was two thousand and three, I think, two thousand and two, yeah. maybe, yeah. yeah, um, they just played, um, the Leaderville uh, the HQ, the skate mm. park, yeah, they were, yeah. they
3: were uh, definitely an HQ band at that time, pop punk, wasn't sure. it? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like it was like uh, it was kind of like mainstream screamo kind of stuff, yes. like yeah. AFI yeah. sort of thing, yeah, um, I just remember, I remember watching Said Girl and Tantrum at thirteen, being
2: like. I didn't really dig the music, but I was like, "Man, this band is really tight." Said girl actually, I yeah, I remember thinking that as well. wasn't mm. so big into into the the music mm. side of things, but it was. Um, they, sounded they sounded huge, great. yeah. They yeah sounded it was really, really
3: it was actually kind of funny because even at thirteen, you'd be surprised like your perception of, of what is good and what is bad, even at that age, is actually pretty damn good. Mm. You know, like, like, yeah, we had absolutely no gigging experience or band experience whatsoever. But watching them, I was like, holy shit, this band's got everything. Like, they do the synchronized jumps. They do, like, they've got the stage performance thing happening. They sound tight. They sound together. Yeah, they've got know. good gear most yeah, of the time. The, of, that that know,
2: bass yeah. player, actually, he was actually a really nice guy. Mm. Um, I spoke to him a couple of times because he... Um, he played his bass really, really low. Yeah, of used course. To wear like yeah. I think he <laughs> yeah. worked at a spree or something like that as well. <laughs> so it's always like he's always very really like. Um, Fashionably dressed, yeah. um, but he had this monstrous bass rig. I think he had like three four by tens and a mm. sub or something like that. Something stupid, and some yeah. Trace Elliot hairdos. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. that about right. He just—I remember <laughs> just looking at yeah. it's like, man, I want that guy's rig.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do Do you remember a band called um, Jupiterian Vibe? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I See, do. that's
2: funny because I I never really knew about them. The I used. To, playing a band called Psychonaut, the drummer Seb Georgie, or the old drummer from Psychonaut Seb Georgie, his brother plays in that band. And then I just I only just about a month ago I, I was at a party and I met the guitarist Graham. Really? Um Yeah. And uh, coincidentally I, I'd actually seen him where I work as well excuse me. Um where I work as well. Yeah. I'd seen him for the last like three years walking around. I was like, I knew that guy was, was from that band. Yeah. And I got to meet him, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were nice an interesting.
3: Dude. They were an interesting band. Like they, they were really about the projecting the image thing, like to an extreme the, the degree. Space thing, yeah. 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 yeah, it was a really big thing for them. Um, not to sound too critical, I wasn't really a fan, but yeah, you know, I guess whatever works. Yeah, but um, it's it's actually really funny thinking about like bands of the past and like where some of these guys have started, and it it it's something that. I'm always really interested about when thinking about musicians that are now like really big. You know? Yeah. So what, I love what it. What bands were they in prior to the yeah, one that got I, them there? I love know?
0: kind of, yeah, back stories, rever- <laughs> reverse engineering, like where they are now yeah, and totally. where they started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: absolutely. It's yeah. really cool. Do you remember we were, um, we we're talking about headshot in yeah. rehearsal, but do you remember um, Headfield attraction? Oh, how could I forget? We're, I remember seeing them. Shit. I remember seeing them. Oh, I got smashed underage at Black Betty's, <laughs> and I was partying with you. I think Daryl actually at the time when I was in Seraphim. That was so funny, and we we ripped them off they, so hard. Actually, yes, we, we, we
0: actually ripped off at a single groove. Wasn't it? Um, man, man on fire. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they were they were amazing. They sounded really good. Mm-hmm. But they, they moved, moved to really Melbourne, good. didn't they? They moved to Melbourne. I didn't hear anything from them. Yeah. Either, I know, yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of bands go to Melbourne and they kind of just disappear. I mean, it's, it's just... I think
3: the one thing that um, a lot of people overlook is your sense of place in the world. Like, mm. Perth being where you start off in itself is a really unique and amazing thing because we are the most isolated city on the planet. And as a result our scene yeah. is actually quite amazing really on the yeah. whole there are some there's a high level of bands. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and you know I funnily enough most of the big bands that we know of at the moment are all most of them are from Perth a lot of them are from yeah Perth. Carnival's a great Carnival's example Carnival's a great example there's a to Tokyo. Tokyo like
0: when we we played a gig with them at uh, Black Betty's hmm we Remember? did ages ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this Dude, is when okay. they were first started. I tell yeah, now, you what, I've actually got a story it. about
3: that as well. Really? Bullet <laughs> Child played above them. This was Birds of Tokyo's first ever show, and my band played above them. <laughs> Fuck wow. yeah. And it feels pretty good to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 16. They still probably got paid more than you did. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, no doubt they got paid more than us and were pulling all kinds of shit. But, hey, I was 16. I was playing
0: above Birds of Tokyo, yeah. so that's pretty cool. But they, they they were always seen as like kind of a naff... Mm. Kind of band mm. like, you know, RTR didn't really want to play them.
3: But... I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan. Like, yeah, me, Yeah, that's, that's just me. But
2: yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm, but... I'm not, not. But see, I don't really. I don't know. I I can't really compare them to any other band that I do listen to. Yeah. Anyway, so I kind of get not... it. As I grow older, I kind of I kind of get why people would like that. Though. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. It's it's It's,
0: accessible, it's, it's fun. Really it's really catchy. Yeah.
3: I think like, naturally,
2: yeah. you know, I, and I think the horrible stigma attached to that band is carnival. Is they've yeah. got the, yeah. they've got the carnival weight attached. Yeah. In you know and a lot of I know a lot of people that know Birds of Tokyo but don't know who the hell carnival are. But yeah. I just I don't know. It's just an Ian Kenny thing for me, I think. Mm, and I've, yeah. I've always um, actually no, I didn't actually always used to like Carnival. I didn't like yeah. that new metal stuff. I didn't. I wasn't no.
0: I but, wasn't um, into that back then. That but the the new album is yeah, Sound Awake Heavy good.
2: Rotation. Actually, I and I was inspired a lot by John Stockman, the the bass player. Yeah, Dude's oh, amazing. And Steve Steve's drumming is fucking yeah, it's phenomenal. Insane. Like album. So inspiring, and just yeah. the the sound in in which they've they've got from that it's it's incredible. Hey, I, while I am on the Carnival subject. Hey. Do you remember playing <laughs> the new vibe um, with John Stockman? He, he was he was in some. He he'd formed his own band on guitar. What were they called? Do you remember? I
0: can't, I can't remember.
2: No. I remember
0: too much marijuana.
2: Someone telling. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I think Roland came up to so like, "You see that guy? That from Carnival." <laughs> <laughs> really,
1: actually, really cool. Yeah,
0: I, I do remember the new vibe though. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. I played it. Some of our best gigs were there. Angel Sigh. Angel Sigh. <laughs> Angel Sigh. And uh, Headfield as well, when um, the singer, you know, Sparks went everywhere when he put the mic into the, uh, the PA. Oh, actually, I, re- I can't wow. remember yeah, that. Do yeah. you yeah. remember that? I don't, he, he, I don't know that. I think he was, was that singing but... like a verse. Yeah. And he would always be known for being really. Intense. Erratic yeah. and intense And he just like Slammed the microphone Into the PA Oh man And sparks actually flew out Holy and shit he, And they kept playing Like it was normal It was so cool That's wicked It was so awesome <laughs> Do you know that When that place um When the new vibe Shut down It's haunted
2: And then it Have you um, heard about that? Well it's an old What is the A, a stripper like ghost old, Or something Yeah like that. old strippers Used to wow that's what I heard
1: anyway (laughs) well (laughs) I I think
2: I played there um, with a metal band one time and it it had just been reopened and I think it was going to be the new metal club of Perth and the thing is all the um, I think it was actually asbestos on the ceiling really so it had to be removed and it was basically on the night before people were coming in there was renovations being done by people all all around And, and basically it was just exposed insulation pink bats oh the whole gig, and then wow. you'd be playing, and you'd watch the other bands, and it'd just be floating down, and you know, uh, falling all over the band, uh, and oh, it was it was pretty dire by the end of it. Yeah. But I think, um well, I know Mela Indian Restaurant kind of knocked the bottom of that out, and they've extended their restaurant. Really? It, yeah. What? I don't know about the top where, half.
3: Whereabouts is new vibe? It's William Street. It?
2: The top of William Street. Right? Really? Yeah. yeah. Right. Mela Indian man, come on, yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah, restaurant. Yeah, we went and, there and once, in
3: between yeah. the
0: Mela and the Sparrow, yeah, right, yeah, okay, man. crazy, man. Man, it, it it used to have the um the shiny the things, disco from, balls, like oh. the the um. Do you know the backdrop where strippers used to emerge from? Like the oh, curtains, the, the glitter, the glitter, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and it still had poles and the tables and everything. Wow. Yeah. Total that's, strip joint. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the rocket room now actually. <laughs> yeah. And the Funny the that. actual dressing room was like a a stripper. We had a couple makeup of, room. We had a couple yeah. of band promos from
2: yes, we did. Mark Ko. Do you remember him? Am I allowed to say <laughs> that guy's name on the internet?
1: <laughs> you just
2: can't believe that I remember that guy, right? This is right? <laughs> this uh, just sparked something interesting. Hilarious. He, yes. I you remember. you guys were best mates, weren't you?
0: No, we weren't best mates. We were just—I don't know. I think I he, he he had a lot of ideas that involved me. <laughs> and I bet he did. Well, he—he he really wanted to get like a underground scene happening in Perth. Yeah, like a alternative goth scene. And he did do a lot of really cool stuff. Mm. Like with, um, I remember, yeah, he gave
2: we gave our band a lot of opportunities. So. Yeah,
0: he had a lot of. Um, what do you call it, fashion kind of shows, like oh, alternative cool. fashion shows. Yeah. He, he looked so anime. anime,
2: though. That was the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. He had oh, that so he had back it. when you had your big long fringe as yeah. well with the bleached tips. He had but that as well. He looked, he looked like someone from like was, Vampire Hunter D was, or something like yeah. that. Was he in Seraphim?
3: No, no,
0: he okay. wasn't. Right. He used to book a lot of events, though. Mainly New Vibe, though, I think. And there yeah, was something else. Vibe. Wasn't there some other... Didn't oh, he try and get some competition started up as well along yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it uh I should know this, but he he's he's in Singapore now, doing quite well, yeah, oh, yeah wow. Good he's he's running a few clubs and stuff, yeah from, right. from what I know, yeah,
3: it's really cool, like looking back on. All of the people that were kind of that that were ideas people, you yeah, know, in, yeah. In in the time when our bands were first starting out and and going, man, I wonder where they are now, and seeing so many of them doing incredible things, yeah. Like I mean, totally. Roland even um, producing mm-hmm. bands and like having done the the latest, um, Compl- yeah, make, them, make suffer. them suffer record, which is Roadrunner now, yeah, which is Road which Runner. is
0: crazy good, you know, and he's he's doing really well for himself, yeah, which is sick. Um, and I, I remember the uh, the keyboardists from Make Them Suffer. Um, used to be in an indie band called Seams. Oh, well, right. I, okay. Well, she's she's still in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. we we gig. I, I never would have spotted yeah. her as like a metal yeah, keyboardist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think from what I
3: heard, she just did it as a means. Like she just went, I'm, yeah. I'll write you guys parts and, and play for a little bit. But yeah. I don't think she was ever kind of keen to actually stay in the band yeah. permanently. But um, yeah, I remember seeing her in promos and going, hmm.
1: Huh.
2: Like well, confused. I saw him promos in that, but I'd see them live, and she was never there. Yeah, she was
3: never there. Yeah. Got a bit confused. Yeah, that's but... that's why I was confused as well. I was like, I, I haven't seen her ever play live, so I think
0: yep. the idea was that she was always just. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Roland has one of the best work ethics I don't know. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, yeah. he's work He worked yeah. everything he's got. He worked for like yeah, he totally. Yeah, um, that's something I really admire about him.
1: Like, mm.
0: yeah. Sure. He, he's worked his whole business from the ground up. He's, he's done himself. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind
2: of cool because I've, he, he used to, because I never had, well, I wasn't old enough to drive back then when I was in the van yeah.
0: with him. He'd, he'd always take me. You'd have to get lifts off uh, me and Nick.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah. basically the day would revolve me coming from, yeah, from south of the river with my base in the case um, to school. I'd lug it around to every single class with me. And then I'd get on the train, in the pack train in the the school peak hour, um, get a bus down to the Esplanade, get the Esplanade bus to Murdoch down at South Street. And then it's really not that far, but it's it's a long walk when you've got a base to the the, the student village. Yeah. Yep. And we used to just jam there and, and then he'd take me take me home afterwards. Mm. But yeah, I spent loads of time with him actually and so it's, I know exactly what you mean. And yeah. do you remember that time when we recorded the the sellout? No, the habit um EP. In Murdoch. In Murdoch and yeah. and I actually spent the night there. Mm. I think we all did actually. Mm. And that um That was a bad night, It was so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> School the next morning was horrible. Oh. I think yeah, um a security guard came and he was kind of A bit suspicious As to what we were doing Do you remember? I don't remember that part. <laughs> I was pretty in delirious By that We were story, literally yeah. In the middle of a take And the security guard Comes through oh, the uni And he was no. like do you- Are you guys supposed to be here? Yeah And we were like Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Do you remember um,
2: Do you remember us recording Roland actually recorded us no, he recorded himself um smashing the yeah. uh the fire extinguisher the, the, the drumstick to stick in
0: in the album in the, in the Yeah. Wow. Well, this is during like that Slipknot phase where we were like
3: Well, I I personally... I was never into that to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, D- I loved it. That Slipknot phase. I love.
0: I used to love Slipknot. I was never a fan. Yeah, he he was smashing like the fire extinguisher with a drumstick and recording it. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> he was That's, loving it. He was getting into it so much. Yeah. Like, we
0: were like, all those hours behind the desk. We and... were laughing because he was getting so into it. Yeah, he and was he... jumping up and down and doing. it's like like Jonathan
2: Davis smacking so, a...
3: <laughs> In saying this, you can kind of see where all of his recording roots came from: <laughs> smashing <laughs> kind of. fire extinguishers yeah, yeah. with drumsticks. At like, how old was he back
2: then? I don't know. He was nineteen twenty.
3: There.
2: He's a few years older than me, so mm. he would have yeah, been his early twenties. Yeah, twenties. So.
0: That's awesome. That's hilarious. That's so cool. But he, he's so he's so knowledgeable now in mm. that whole realm. Mm. I probably 20. couldn't even talk to him because he knows so much more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good.
2: I it kind of I've seen him the last couple of times. He's... actually you know this is the the thing that Perth is so small. Yeah. Like, yeah. Roland. Can come from you know people that don't even know who the hell Roland is, and I'm gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he can come from Singapore doing all these recordings and get brought over by bands like I think Make Them Stuff who brought him over a couple of times. Yeah, and you yeah. know, I'll, just, I'll be walking past through Liverpool and see him there. Hey man, hey, you me, doing? what's the him at the Rose Mount? Yeah, you know? yeah it's yeah. crazy. It's it's really No matter cool. what happens, it's you know, it's, you just always see someone. It's like a you know.
3: it's like a a gift and a curse at the same time. Like it's really cool from the point of view that you can be out and you'll be like, Oh, like there's twenty people at this show that I weren't expecting you know, I wasn't planning to see and yeah. they're here. That's wicked. More people to hang out with. Yeah. And obviously it's a problem if you want to meet brand new people, which yeah. just doesn't happen here.
2: Or you're a closeted sexual deviant. Yes.
3: Because then <laughs> word gets out if you Very come quickly, walking yeah. out of
2: Club X with ball gags and cat o' nine that's tails it. and someone yeah. sees you, you're, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. So you get a purchase on the internet, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah, you, you need to keep that shit. But down I don't. Down have... Down why down. should I have to pay for things on the internet? I don't. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what is the 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 worst club you've been to like lately? Have you been out clubbing lately? No, at all. Not really. Do, um, did you even find the the drive to go out as much as before? Like because. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not much of
3: a going out guy in general. I'll generally only go to gigs. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
2: I I I really enjoy going to places that I would never normally mm. go. Like I went to the uh, you I were went at the bakery, which I, I've never seen you at the bakery in my life. Well, I've only ever been there to to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was at the um. I've been going to the bird as well, which is a cool little place. Oh man, where's that Bird's bird? bird. Where's that, really that little? What's that little bar that's kind of just next to Just Burgers near there? And yeah. it's down that alley. Ezra Pound. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. a really, I went there last yeah. night,
0: actually. Is it cool? It's re- it's really chill. It's yeah. really it chill. Cool? Uh, I haven't been s- there Sailor yet. Jerry, not enough seating, but yeah. it's pretty. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they so get one, one of those two
3: small it. places, or yeah, it,
0: it's yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but it, it's very Melbourne, I know a lot of people say right. make that comparison. But right. it's just hipster. Yeah, it's I guess totally. So. Yeah, it's, it's small,
2: but it's, it's nice. It's sort of a long neck really nice. I mean,
3: Long, long beers, Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, like, yeah. I think the the hipster thing can be good when it's done tastefully. Mm. Yeah, you know, when it's not like really it's like over your, the top. In your and, face. Yeah, and you know, I went to the yeah, dean not, the other weekend. That was oh, pretty Jesus funny. Christ. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. And I got—I was the last person to be let in as well. <laughs> it's actually. Did he look you up and down and kind of like? Hmm, this is the beauty of it because like. I just, yeah, I went there with some people and um, I just danced like a fool. Mm. And that's, <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so... It's so refreshing and, mm. and funny to it do. Because mm. just, I'm just taking the piss out of myself and yeah, everyone exactly. around me by doing it. yeah, yeah. But nobody, you know... I was the only long-haired guy there. And
0: that's the funny you Yeah. I mean, we've all reached that kind of... I don't care what anyone thinks about me.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. But it's
0: like the amount of people that are so self-conscious that they yeah. don't want to let go they're just like no I can't oh. I cannot be seen doing this or whatever mm. that's the like, thing yeah. that's long gone for me Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. do whatever the fuck I want now <laughs> that's and it, good it, yeah, it's yeah. so it's liberating so it is when yeah. you, like I don't care who judges me like yeah Just whatever If i want to listen to hip-hop I'm the, I'm gonna listen I'm to hip-hop Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially Why should you be? With music, hey Like yeah. like
3: your music taste before You're like Oh, I could never be exactly. seen Like in this band and I'm yeah. just like I don't give a shit like, like I listened to an Aussie hip-hop tune today And I thought it was fucking wicked Yeah You'd yeah, never exactly.
2: hear a single yeah. guy I kind of like in, when that situation comes yeah. up To just go against the grain a bit Yeah, like, yeah. I was yeah, like yeah, Man, I heard okay.
3: this tune today And it was sick It was really cool I, I, I think it was actually Even by fucking Hilltop Hoods Yeah You know And like no one... In my group of friends, would ever even consider listening to that? And I was like, <laughs> listening to Triple J, I was like, this is actually kind
0: of kind of cool. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. You know, <laughs> but I think
3: that that's that's a good thing. Like, it, yeah,
0: like you said, it's really liberating to just be able to say exactly. That. Yeah, I, th- I think the worst is when you hear a really cool song that you wouldn't otherwise be listening to, in that specific frame of mind where it just hits you. Yeah, but then you try and show someone. And yeah. they listen to it and they go, "What? What, dude? Yeah, yeah, you shit." Yeah. And you're like, "We, but, but, it we was did good last night." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Exact yeah. point
2: in time. It's right. like that really awkward yeah. moment when yeah. Yeah. you, you, sh- you've got this YouTube video that you've seen or yeah. someone else has shown you, and you just pissed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. And yeah. he's like, you know, and you know, and it inevitably happens where you you'll be at someone's house and, and a YouTube session will happen yeah. and you're yeah. like check this out and then you know it's your turn to kind of show something yeah. and you put it on and, and, and everyone's like this is crap you <laughs> and you're like no but it's so good yeah. come on yeah. <laughs> yeah I've had that so it's so, so, so good when I
0: was high last night you have yeah. to look <laughs> there's, there's a
2: video of um, the Robert Glasper experiment um, oh, wow. on he's playing on David Letterman this guy's like a serious jazz cat but he mixes that with like hip hop and, yeah. um, and Scott and I are big you know Big jazz and bass Like, like groove Fiends yeah. Like we just love that stuff And it's really loose You know Like Just loose Hip hop drumming Yeah um, And bass playing just, oh, yeah. With rap
0: over the top of it Lupe Fiasco does this rap Over the top of it No I think so, I've seen um, it Are they all wearing Black blazers? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, Yes and, and no You a, showed and, me that Did I the, show you? There's the guy yes, with the ties
3: And he has the most ridiculous hair He's got like a, an afro quiff yeah. So It looks good. like a hat Yeah, yeah. But
2: yeah, I, Scott and I are just you know just oh, oh every time we yeah, and like man. I downloaded the album from watching that and Sounds it's incredible. So good. Show it to show it to one of our other friends and and I showed it to my dad as well. I thought my dad would dig it, and he's like
1: yeah I don't yeah, know yeah I don't it's know, know. It's like, no but he was like.
2: And the other <laughs> the other person that will remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. It's like What he's like, Oh my god, what is that? It's so out. And it's so like, loose. No, but it's just loose It's like I can see where you think that I know, yeah. yeah. If you were on the pulse the whole time, it just doesn't work for that kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's soul crushing how huh? you're yeah, like, no, yeah. I
1: want you to love it.
3: I want you to love it. Yeah, because I'm like me and Alex are listening to it going, Oh, so like so good. Like we're just like like kind of almost kind of like yeah. our skin's Feeling going it. darker, yeah. listening to it yeah. and just like <laughs> we getting just got groovy. This ecstasy, like oh man, that bass. You start so saying, good. "Damn, yeah, yeah." Like, Damn, that's uh, awesome. Uh. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you want yeah. to just go, oh man. You but know? it's but yeah, the, th- well. the cool
2: thing about that track in particular is that it's infused with with jazz, like piano yeah. jazz. Yep. And oh. it's what an eclectic mix that is. Robert it's, Glasper, man. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. I've got to get that album. Because- yeah, the Robert Glasper uh, experiment. It's called black radio i think think. yeah
3: something like that it's it's yeah it's crazy good it's got tons of artists as well
0: i find i'm michelle i'm straying towards that whole realm yeah that whole soul yeah new i I discovered the realm yeah, yeah through
2: jazz um uh and african music yeah um particularly from cameroon um in africa (laughs) <laughs> there's, um, new, there's this whole new thing called new African jazz, and it's basically like the African artists and African wow. inspired artists on the East Coast. You know, your New York scene. Yeah. They mix African and Afro-Cuban music with with slow jazz. Wow, and it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful there's music, an artist yeah. called uh, Somi S O M I, and she's um, I saw a live vid on and YouTube. what, what a, a what a fantastic place to find yeah. new stuff. Yeah, it's Ooh. incredible. Um, yeah, got got her albums as well, legally, of course. Um, you know, and Yannick yeah, sure. Yannick Gwizdala yeah. and Damien mm-hmm. Erskine's another just a dude that I just love. Mm. <clears throat> but it's it's just incredible the the different amalgamations you can get from from all these different influences.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it's it's um, on that note. It's actually really funny. Uh, I remember hearing from Leonard, who's a, a good mate of mine, who plays drums. Uh, and he's really into all that kind of stuff. He's actually... He was the guy that showed me Robert Glasper to mm-hmm. begin with. So, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> curly, curly hair. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We, I mean. we, played, um, we played in Slow Light together, which is like a prog metal That's band. That's right. That we I remember in. that. Yeah. yeah um, shit, where was this story going? <laughs> um, someone refresh my memory. Talking about Robert Glasper and uh, getting into sh- that kind of stuff. Sh- sh- oh, my God. It's completely wow. lost me. <laughs> Fuck You just train wrecked This whole thing man It's I that really time did. of
0: the night Oh my
3: god It is that time of night I had a little bit Too much wine but, um, <laughs> Can you finish mine Because i got to drive yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I will he he's uh, what what does he play? He drums. he's a drummer but he's he's like really into like everything. Like yeah, he I was remember a metal guy.
0: I think I remember seeing okay. you guys play. Yes, yeah.
3: I actually I remember the story now. He was telling me about a drum clinic that he went to um recently which was like a whopper thing. So, you know, it was a jazz fusion kind of thing. Yep. Um the guy that was um doing the session was a guy called Mark Giuliana. Dude is just a freak drummer um like he he's uh i think he's based in new york and he just does a lot of the new fusion mm-hmm. hip-hop kind of stuff that um all that kind of stuff and um yeah he's kind of like revered in that whole scene to a huge extent um he came in and uh you know obviously he comes in does a few technical exercises and talks about that kind of shit. And then it gets open to question time. And obviously one of the questions that comes out most of the time when you go go to those sorts of things, is like, Oh, what kind of artists are you listening to at the moment? You know, that's the usual question that comes out. And he was, um, you know, there were all the lecturers going, Oh yes, he's going to, you know, he's going to say, Oh, all of these jazz dudes are amazing. All the guys from the 1940s are amazing. Check them out first. And here he comes out going, yeah, actually I've been checking out chili peppers lately awesome loving chili peppers (laughs) at the moment and you can just see like their faces just drop like faces just go are you are you and he's like yeah and actually dillinger escape plan like that band is ridiculous yeah and it's like it's actually awesome hearing that from a dude that you know is this revered Jazz player that everyone's yeah. going. Oh man, you know he must be checking out all these old school, you know Buddy Rich, Rich and yeah. all these dudes <laughs> and like that. you know. Yeah. Um, I Buddy love Rich for lack of more knowledge,
0: but whenever you think you can put them in like a little pigeonhole, they yeah, go
1: no, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and that's the cool
3: thing, and I think that
0: to be honest, like when you then go back
3: and listen to him again, if you're if if anyone has listened to Dillinger and you listen to this guy, you will go. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can hear a bit of it in his playing. Like, the fact that he's very he's very eccentric and very, mm. like... He's yeah. got these crazy chops as well that are really unique to his style. And it's like, I can totally see why you'd like Dillinger. The drumming yeah. is frantic and fucking crazy. Like, the band's playing insane. in all sorts of measures. The new,
2: and... the Dillinger drummer now, he's like 21, oh, isn't he? Oh, man, and he's a <laughs> you see that? He is yeah. ridiculous. No, I haven't seen, no, I haven't seen that. saw him at Soundwave, that was crazy. No, was, oh, really? Uh, yeah,
3: I mean, talk about a band that's, like hard working it's absolutely mental um, physically I felt exhausted watching yeah, them <laughs> yeah like, yeah they, they, they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen and on top of that is the fact that they play really well as a band
0: but, and they, they played with a, they got up on stage with Night Inch Nails yeah was
3: yeah yeah and yeah. actually and um, Devon Townsend as well Greg. Yeah. Greg got up for Devin yeah it was amazing but um yeah um, I remember watching a video actually with their new drummer talking about the whole procedure with Dillinger in particular um apparently they would spend hours and i mean literally hours working on like a 10 second segment because if you listen to all the the frantic sections of their songs where they just you know f- to the general listener and even to me i, I find it almost music, too, <laughs> uh, I, I can't i, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, right, don't, I don't listen to them listen. i don't yeah. I, like you know i i'm not a genius so by any means yeah. but I've listened to a lot of music, and I understand a lot about it on a theoretical level. I have no
0: idea what they're doing. I know, no idea. Yet they have, they, they somehow know. know
3: exactly what they're doing. And um, amidst
0: all that chaos, there's some sort yeah. of order that and they it's know where. Crazy, <laughs> and the
3: way that they do it is by just practicing relentlessly. Like they, like yeah, <laughs> Daryl is currently air drumming. disaster. Um but um, yeah. It, he said like, you know, we would spend literally two hours or so working on like this 10 second segment where they would do these crazy hits and all these measures and Mm. that's how they get that vibe. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and of course they would kind of be palmed off as a band that doesn't, you know, because they're loud. It's just and, noise. Yeah, because they're loud and obnoxious. Fuck they don't you! Really know what they're doing, I which is that. a joke. Really, Like yeah. it, that, that sort of assumption is really wrong. I hate
0: that. But with e- with everything, mm. Like, mm. like, oh, I don't understand this, so, so it's all crap. It's, yeah, yeah. Like totally. Or what? the, the like gay one, marriage. The other one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the other one that's it's fantastic
3: true, yeah. is oh man, it all sounds the same. It all sounds the same. Well, you know, how do you listen to this you band? Listen, you don't even understand what they're saying. They're all just blast beating and shredding I over know. everything. I hate that. It like, fucking pisses like, me
0: the,
2: Why do you need to know what they're saying? In all honesty, do I would
0: say... Do you not stay,
3: listen to any foreign music? Because I, I you don't know what they're yeah, saying. Exactly. I would say the same thing about Indian music, if I didn't know
0: it better. I would, I would say, say the same thing about cheese or beer or wine. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's exactly like, it. It all tastes the same. Yeah. That's You don't know enough about it. You haven't experienced
3: you don't have the palate
2: I don't that. understand exactly. it So the therefore that's, it's wrong it's, All alcohol really... tastes like shit to me
3: Yeah like,
0: What? What? Yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> exactly
3: it, it's, And it's, it's funny I think that's a, an amazing analogy yeah. Because it's like Yeah, you need to have a palate For whatever you're trying and Whatever, whatever exactly. you're listening to it's You need same, a point but, of
2: reference to, yeah. to kind of gauge everything mm. but, Well, you need to know yeah. that EB is shit
0: <laughs> and everything, everything else is good Emu <laughs> Bitter for those listening yeah, at home yeah. Red Can Red Can Red Can, can. Red can. In well, a can. can. That's, that's
3: actually more like EE, E-E yeah.
0: But e- I mean Emu Export Emu Export is There's a difference? The Red Can
3: Yeah, the Red Can is very different to Emu Bitter Emu Bitter is like a step up But
2: I always wondered Who the fuck would want to export that? Yeah, I know. Right, yeah.
3: No what, one does though. What That's, person outside of Australia yeah. would ever drink that? This is <laughs> the funny thing: is I don't think they actually export emu export at all. I think it just stays in this little old country. <laughs> Maybe even in the state. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> but yeah, let's keep it that way. Yeah. Shall we we probably should. Yeah,
3: it, I think it's it, it's when you when you come to Perth. You gotta try and export. It's just one of those yeah. things, you know. You gotta crack it's a, slamming a beer. beer.
2: You gotta sub it. Yeah. Or yeah. you gotta to I mean, torpedo they, it.
3: They're, they're, the cans are. Uh, it's a sport have, beer. <laughs> yeah. The cans themselves actually have the big mouthpiece, so you yeah. can slam them down quicker, which I find hilarious. They're just like fuck it. Like everyone knows why you're drinking this. Exactly. We may as
0: well provide. You know. <laughs> it's just like um, Fosters, yeah. how everyone yeah. outside of That's Australia, Australia. think we actually did yeah, I went to I went to horrible. especially in, in Europe I was like in, uh Well, Daryl, I was yeah. in
2: I was in Germany um and I went to this oh, I re-
1: <laughs>
2: sorry, it's just It's already this, funny. It's a cracker. It's <laughs> just this this restaurant I went to it was called Corroboree and it, it was just it was just so insulting to indigenous Australians. It was, you know, there's it, the basic, the walls were basically um it kind of looked like you know when you get, like, white picket fences? Yeah. Imagine yeah. that each one of the pickets was a didgeridoo, cut in half. Oh, it kind of looked like that, no. pasted Why? against the walls, and, Why? you know, and just so uh, Australian. But they didn't have any kangaroo on the menu. I mean, I guess he, being in German. Germany, you yeah. can't really hold that against them. But it was, oh, the food was crap. Um, and I think it was in that I, IMAX arcade, if you're ever in, I think it was in Berlin. Um, oh, God. And... Yeah, I was looking through the menu, and it was yeah. There's all this kind of Foster's advertising propaganda, um, how it's true Australian, you know. And then there's basically the shape of a. You can see a crocodile's head emerging from the head of the beer. Why? And I got it. I thought, screw it! I'll give it a go because I don't drink this crap back home, um, <laughs> and it tastes uh, better exported yeah, than it does in man, our own I country. Can't you can't even it was, bite here; like was, no one actually stops it. <laughs> it was it was water. It yeah, was just yeah, water it's with it's a, a bit of froth on the top. Shit. But but in saying that, I had I had a pint of Foster's in London, and it was delicious. Really? It was great. Yeah, it was that's really really good. good. That's it was really crisp. Funny. It's just it's not. Delicious. It's not that way. At it was all super cold, and in... I. It was winter, and I drank it outside in the beer garden. Yeah. But Okay. Yeah. Was it on tap? Yeah. 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 Do yeah. you think that made the difference that it was that it was on tap? Mm. Um, I I really don't know to be honest. I don't know whether there was any kind of br- brewing difference. I w- I would have. I don't think that, um, Foster's adheres to the German purity <laughs> law of, of brewing like it's most charity. of the beers yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a real no, thing they have a crazy really? thing in yeah, Germany, wow. yeah that's why all the beers taste so good because mm-hmm. there's strict rules you're you allowed yeah, actually, preservatives or anything like that
3: o- you're actually only allowed uh, water hops and barley um, mm, they're very that's yeah. it like you cannot actually add legally it obviously speaking. works wow. people
2: so yeah. but that's like you know when um, they they brew Bex and Heineken um, mm. in Australia and that's why it Tastes different Pretty average Yeah But when you have it Like I had a Becks in Germany And it was like Wow Wow
0: I didn't know that It yeah. was yeah, great I Yeah Same goes for Heineken I mean, So, so all, all the import beer That you buy here It's Is Yes, yeah, more not, often. I went brewed. to a.
2: It, dep- yeah. it depends. Yeah. So depends. You,
3: you, if you like, there's a there's a shop near me, the International Beer Shop, which actually
2: yep. imports everything. Oh, you so can when, get the import. So ones, when, when they yeah. when
3: they actually import Heineken from Germany, yeah, of course, it's the German yep. one. But, but the ones
2: you'll pick up in Liquorland yeah. off the shelf, they're yeah, all brewed, in, brewed Australia. in Australia. Wow. And there's there's a bottle shop in West Perth on the corner, and they had advertised on a blackboard. It's a very old school kind of. Liquor store, and it said we stock the real Becks, the real German Becks. Yeah, and I had a chat to the shopkeeper behind the thing, and he goes, "Yeah, the they hate that we do that because they don't want people to differentiate between the two. You know, they yeah they got to move the, wow. the Australian product. Mm.
0: So, so the Becks that I've been drinking is probably it's, it's, a it's lie. all brewed over it's East, a yeah. lie,
2: it's a lie <laughs> in, in Victoria or South, South Australia. I can't I can't remember what, but yeah, no, it's, wow. it's
3: not. German yeah it's interesting
2: yeah so you gotta be gotta
3: be careful with this stuff I'm I would be I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they have a Foster's Brewery in the UK, to be honest, that because, probably tastes better. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ironically, yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, the amount of pubs I went to in the UK that had fosters on tap, it was unbelievable. You yeah. couldn't find a single pub in all of Australia. No, yeah. Last time I was in London,
0: like ev- everywhere I had fosters. Like it yeah. was, it yeah. was a regular. So I, honestly, the big F, I feel mis- the I feel F. misrepresented yeah. as yeah. a yeah. as an yeah. Australian because Absolutely. and
2: even
3: if the beer is better in the, if that beer is better in the UK, it's not really. It's the worst beer to represent Australia with because we know it's shit here. Like, yeah, in
2: comparison to things like you know all the smaller breweries. Uh, well, here's the thing. I mean, um, which I joke about Emu Export being shit. I mean, mm. it's it's certainly not claiming to be anything more than it is. Yeah, it is. Right, which yeah. is <laughs> like a beer that you drink it's, it's before you, you punch your that, mouth, yeah. your wife in the mouth, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for not doing what she's told. <laughs> it's you know, it serves a purpose I guess. Yeah, and yeah, and um, it's a drinking same, beer. Same same with Fosses as well. It's it's probably just want to it's a it's a good beer if you've been gardening all day and you just wanna slam something. Something cold yeah, in, definitely, and cold back. Yeah, yeah. But you know I I don't think you can hold that against it. Hmm. That, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it,
3: it, there's, there are beers for certain occasions. And let's, yeah. let's
2: face it, like, is, is Foster's really that much worse than
0: Toohey's new?
2: Mm. Or Toohey's extra dry? Yeah. yeah. That's true.
0: I've heard there's a lot of chemicals in Toohey's new. I yeah. Think. Well, it's preservatives, they, they, I'm pretty there's sure. There's like a preservative mm. that gets you more drunk. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. what I've heard. Interesting. I think they, you know... I could be crazy. I could be <laughs> wrong as well, but I'm pretty sure
2: that they... Um, in chocolate, You know how you've had UK chocolate? Yeah. And it tastes a whole lot different. It's the same chocolate bar by yep. Cadbury's or something like that, and it tastes different to Australia. Yeah. I heard, and I could be completely wrong, apologies if I am, that they actually need to put some kind of um, preservative in the chocolate for Australian climate to, mm. to keep the stock uh, fresh um, oh. because of our heat. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Because it tastes so much different.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's actually on that note when I was in um, Malaysia, actually, just kind of passing through just a a little shop where we were just getting some snacks and shit, picked up a packet of Burger Rings and like, (laughs) you know, you get familiar with products when you've had them over the years and you get familiar with how they look, how they taste. I got Burger Rings in Malaysia, opened it and they were like almost brown. Like you know how they're kind of like an orangey yeah. kind of yeah. they, these were brown. Wow. Brown brown. I was like, Well brown really? because of the, the meat patty in the burgers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Isn't that They weird? wanted to more accurately
2: yeah. represent the burger side of things. But
3: yeah, and then I tasted it completely different. The taste yeah. was different.
0: The look was different. Fanta's are different in Europe as well. It, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. So what, they they just buy the, the, the name, the label and make I, their own I version guess. I mean most of these companies are globalized, so yeah. I guess they
3: have to adhere to certain well like twisties and
0: twisties in southeast asia they're completely different from yeah. twisties here it's weird yeah it's really weird completely different recipe
3: well it's yeah. like um how when we were in atlanta and they have the the coke factory there and apparently like we didn't get to go which was a shame fucking oh, that, that taxi driver Prick taxi driver oh my god that's a story that's a whole other that's a whole yeah. other podcast go right? for yeah all yeah. oh, yeah. right <laughs> we should tell that story but um yeah. apparently uh, at this Coke factory, which is, like, where the whole thing started, um, they can show you how Coke tastes like in, in different countries. Like, you can try wow. all of the flavors of Coke, you know, as it's named to be, um, from different countries
0: around the world. So, it tastes
1: different. Really? Yeah. I yeah. thought
0: Coke would be, like, the one thing that would be completely universal. No, it's yeah.
3: not. It's actually not at all. Yeah, which I found really interesting. So... In fact, I, I don't even think I tried American Coke. Ooh. Like in comparison to Australia I don't even think I had a Coke. I when tasted I was the post mix
2: stuff. Yeah, I we on and and a truck stop. There was a, a Burger King there. <laughs> Burger King. And so Burger I ordered. King. I, <laughs> oh my god! I wanted to see this. I thought this is the the perfect opportunity to just check out the size of these meals. Yeah. I think I had a um, a, yeah, I had a I ordered a medium meal,
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
2: and you know, once I eventually got them to order what I wanted my thick Australian accent. Um, <laughs> I eventually got this God burger. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? A cheeseburger? Um, actually, no, I ordered a Big Mac at the airport when we were leaving in Atlanta. And I said, can I get a Big Mac? Just the burger by itself. Uh, What? Um, Just a, you know, a Big Mac. Why just, don't you just want fries with your No, she goes, what, you mean just a sandwich? And I said... Oh well, yeah. I guess the the sandwich. The sandwich. Is that like a what? Vegemite sandwich? No, I want a burger, man. Burger,
0: yeah, you know, like Burger King, like burgers. You know. So you just want the sandwich with no fries. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sandwich. That's. <laughs> but weird. but
2: the, the the Burger King meal that I had at the truck stop, it was it was huge. It was like yeah, you know, was really and the the out. cup was like um bigger than a large. But the drinks do, in
3: particular, are massive. When we, you
2: know. um when we fueled up. On we drove sixteen hours from New York down to Atlanta, in in a day in twenty four hours. Yeah, that was a horrendous drive. Yeah, that was. F- oh and my God. um, and there was these. Everyone I think knows the big gulps from American TV. Mm. Yeah, is sixty four fluid ounces. Um, and this cup was huge, mm, and and this was crazy. basically to fill up with frozen Coke or frozen Fanta and I'm that's a lot I mean I mm. I think it's like it's at least a liter and a half or something, yeah, like, that. something like that yeah 64 mental fluid mental. ounces I, you,
3: you know I think um obesity is actually triggered like the obesity is kind of more stemmed towards the size of drinks that they're having because obviously when, so much when you're having yeah. fast food yeah it's the sugar content and it's like yeah oh my god like look at that like, when you're looking at 64 ounces of Coke, it's like, man, like, what, 30 or more percent of that is pure sugar? Sugar,
2: yeah. Mental. And then, that is well, I had a 390ml Coke. Well, look, I've got it right here. Yeah. That, that was, like, enough. I, I couldn't, you know, I don't even buy 600 mil mm. bottles of Coke yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's just even too more, much.
0: Even bottled juice has a lot of sugar content. Yeah. Like, I, I've, like, I've been trying to cut down on fast food. Mm. Hasn't really worked No you haven't but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hasn- hasn't As soon but, as you um, live In pr- close proximity To a Nando's totally. Just so it goes down. But the, the one thing You can cut out Is just get a water With yeah, your meal yes. and, then, and that cuts like The meal in, a in yeah. half Yeah Pretty absolutely. much cuts The calories in half yeah. If you yeah. just get water yeah yeah, and it just like yeah all the bad shit that's in yeah the but it's water <laughs> I know it's so tasty. <laughs> it's, boring. No, I know. it's so bad yeah, it's, it's like they perfectly engineered the fries the burger and the coke to go together yeah like, yeah, in this yeah. Sizzle holy trinity yeah, yeah. of yeah. like <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is
3: chicken know, fries
0: know, yeah. coke that's it's it like, that's the thing it's, just, it's yeah. like
2: fast food with coke just works yeah. yeah and you know a lot of people say oh I can't I can't stand fast food I, know. I don't know I'm not ashamed I I, I will admit that i I, n- I, I realize it. that fast food is bad for you, but god damn it tastes good I like I, I, know it. It. I know it's there's all the no, hormones yeah, that pump into that to make you think know, that there's but,
3: absolutely no
2: denying that but That's i I, the why I did I work at Mcdonald's and i can I can definitely attest to their their quality standards there's are very yeah. very um cool. actually the way they run business and i i thought I was going to see some pretty controversial stuff, but it was yeah. all completely aboveboard
0: cool. and it's it's the the salt on the chips with the sweet of the coke, mm. like it just all and mayonnaise man. mayonnaise and tomato mayonnaise, sauce yep. mixed together. Just, or like oh. just like the KFC like salty chips with the gravy. Yeah, It's it just fucking. It's works. I, know, I I can
3: never <laughs> have know them. They have thought this through. Checkmate. So KFC well. though, Daryl, you,
2: you're a, you're a fiend for KFC, don't <laughs> yeah. you? I, I never I do KFC to be honest. Yeah. I am. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, but I always, yeah. whenever I want it, I, I end up getting like a, a zinger bacon deluxe or something. Zingers like that. are good though. But
0: yeah, the, yeah but it's just the uh, you know the patties. There's not much effort put into it. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm just a big fan of fried chicken. I think I was black in my past life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that I Lord love I melon. Fry, anything fried is fucking just awesome. amazing. Oh, <laughs> so good. I had
2: there's a there's a place near me that does. Um, sushi yeah and ice fried s- sushi <laughs> I deep fried
1: sushi serious?
2: i'm serious it's yeah, the best thing ever awesome. and you don't really know what's in it it's kind of lucky dip but they do yeah. the normal like the teriyaki beef and chicken and yeah, tuna yeah. um the rolls and um i got it on a whim one time and they put little dollops of kewpie mayonnaise on top oh. and you just bite into that and it's you know it's still cold it's not mm-hmm. it's been sitting there But having deep fried sushi, it's just the final frontier. That's amazing. In in fact, you know, I I honestly think, like, maybe this is just
3: me, but Japanese food in general, win. Like, I could just have... There is a Japanese meal for every single situation you're in. Like, Mm. especially, I mean, I'm a vegetarian now, but... If I wasn't a vegetarian, like they've got the karage don, which is like your your fried chicken, oh. essentially, but it's in it's like, like bite-sized pop, pizzas. It's like popcorn, chicken. It's like popcorn yeah. chicken, but like good. Yeah, you know, and with and, garlic kind of batter. Oh man, and like you know, they, then they've got the the teriyaki if you're after something traditional, yeah. and then like the sushi, which is like your yeah. your kind of like snack. Like, dude, they've got that shit <laughs>
0: sorted, man. It's yeah. so good. They know how to eat, so and good. It, it, it's not like. Unhealthy, mm. as unhealthy it's all very as lean, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of Chinese mm. food is actually quite um, starchy and it's very, very yes. fatty. Yeah, yeah, like the, 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 the dumplings fats, and yeah, yeah and, or noodles, um, or the egg noodles. They yeah. they like putting starch in all the sauce. Yeah, that's right. what makes gives it that jelly kind of. Yeah, and that that shit right. will fucking. Make yeah, like yeah. you pack it on Yeah Seriously. yeah But yeah, but c- Japanese stuff is very clean It is like, Yeah yeah,
3: yeah. And, and they, the cool thing is I think that they stick Very strictly to tradition Yeah As well Like yeah. they have a very Traditional scent Like especially with the sushi thing Apparently Especially with that deep fried sushi <laughs> <really> <laughs> Like Leonard With went, mayonnaise With yeah.
2: mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I just Mayonnaise is my favourite condiment By far So you'd stick mayonnaise On anything Yeah, yeah. Now
3: apparently Leonard Went to this um, Sushi restaurant And it was like It was one of the more Kind of upper class places and um, apparently, like the chefs were really traditional and like that they were very strict about the way they would do it. And um, apparently, if you reach for the soy sauce when the soy sauce wasn't, you know, given to you yeah. with the plate, whoa fucking sacrilege like they would <laughs> slay you for putting anything else yeah. you know they would they would provide yeah. you the sushi and that's
2: how it was meant to, to be, be fair eaten. though to be fair yeah. though Scott a lot of a lot of chefs are kind of like that oh, yeah, they just don't absolutely. enforce it no no See, yeah, if, you, yeah, if, yeah, if you're sure. if you've got this Definitely. an expensive and a nice meal as well one that should be appreciated the way it is if you yeah. start like putting salt all, all, all over it over. and pepper all
0: over it and all yeah, this other yeah. crap you yeah, know, you're yeah. kind of defeating the purpose of. It. You could have got yeah, to got yeah. to trust it completely the chef. understand. I, yeah. It's their art form. Yeah, yeah totally. you become like yeah. yeah. It was absolutely. meant to be consumed in a certain way. Yeah. It's it's yeah. cool
3: that those places still exist because I think that you know that's really kind of upholding the the tradition and yeah. and the whole point of We're trying oh,
2: to mask it with something else. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's a really cool thing. Can I get fries with the sushi?
1: Can <laughs> <laughs> get a Kai. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: slowly just or well, not
3: slowly, they'll just instantly cut off your head.
2: Dude, you chopped my head off, bro. What what the hell, man? Just chill. <laughs> chill, dude. I just wanted to coke I'm with a that, vegetarian man. man. Don't do this to me.
1: <laughs>
0: Have you tried um Korean barbecue before? No. That's
3: also pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Actually something that's that's surprisingly good is folk.
0: Ah, oh, Vietnamese folk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't I mean, even Vietnam Actually it. Vietnamese in general is delicious. Hey? We awkward. had uh last time I was in London we went to a place a Vietnamese place and it had the best pho mm. like I've never really been introduced to to pho before mm. but that was like I'm hooked. Yeah, it's so good, hey. It was like they they brewed the um the beef stock like from morning. Oh, so it wow. was just like so delicious. hearty oh, and just yeah. <laughs> so tasty. Everything about it was so good,
2: yeah. Mm. While we're on the topic of food, I want to publicly defend a food that gets bagged so often by people that have never tried it dog no well, whale uh, whale, <laughs> whale. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's bagged for a whole different reason there's nothing like a good whale blubber especially when it's, whale sandwich, it's deep fried yeah. whale sandwiches are the best oh, so good <laughs> with, with koopy mayonnaise <laughs> whale sandwiches no so, no well the food I'm talking about in particular is haggis oh wow okay. um and i've I'm a big fan, big fan. Simone introduced me, Simone Dow from Voyager. She introduced me to that yeah and um there's a couple of different ways you can have it. I've had it loads of times. you can get it <clears throat> deep fried um and, the, and it's basically like a crispy batter on the outside and you wow. have it with chips and there's this brown sauce that you can only get in the UK. Did you have that when you were there? No. <laughs> the mystery. Like game it's game called brown. Oh, brown sauce. No, it's, it's like not like barbecue sauce. It's I like, think. Uh, think of kind of like tomato sauce mixed with barbecue sauce and gravy.
1: Yeah.
2: All in one. And vinegar. Kind of tastes a bit like that mix. Really? Night. Whoa! That and I, I like <laughs> it's so good, I, yeah. and you can't get it over here for some reason. Well, I haven't found it anywhere. If you you drench your sauce, sorry, your chips in that, and then if I'm cheeky, I'll put tomato sauce on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's so good. But um, and you can, um, or you can have the haggis boiled, and you pop it open. It's basically like a mince with with yep. the um, the oats mixed through it. Um, yeah. It's it's so good. It's like it's it's such a an impressive thing because it's so hearty and it's so um it's so smart because when you think about how, the days when that was first invented where they had they had to had
0: couldn't spare anything, you know. Everything
2: every part of this everybody animal everybody. Mm. had to, used to be. They used to eat
0: used. eel and every every type of fucking thing that was close to them they would they well, would eat. Yeah, yeah. see so that got hungry. And and they would eat like all of the organs or awful yeah, like everything they yeah. would yeah because Mine's they were so fucking tame, poor yeah. Yeah. it's not primitive high to, end, to be doing
2: i as well yeah, and, but you've got all these um these uh these organs i think it's mainly like the the liver and the kidneys and some other crap as well yeah <laughs> um like ground up and it's, everyone goes oh it's just in a sheep's stomach you know you can get it like that now but mainly it's done in just like a sausage skin yeah and then battered um or not even battered, you know, and um, and they they mix herbs and spices through it with um, with is it, is it oats or muesli or something like that, and it's um, it's just like a kind of a zingy, spicy mince that you pop it open and eat it with, and it's just wow, it's really nice. And I gotta say to everyone out there, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. If why if, would yeah, if, you, would like mince, knock that if you like mints, if you like mints and you like herbs and you like
0: spices and yeah. you like chips. There's no reason for you to not like this. The the amount of people that get so defensive about something without trying, trying it, it. it. Mm-hmm.
1: it's just <laughs> yeah,
3: it's it's you crazy, have to right? Yeah,
2: I was like, I was, yeah. you know, I've, if I'd be very put off by something, but I think you have just got to at least try it once, and then yeah. you, and then and you'll notice that the person that's trying to get you onto it will accept the fact that you don't like it. So well, you tried it, yeah, yeah at cool. least you've done that rather than going, mm-hmm. I'm not
0: even going to try this. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Don't gonna... get me started on vegans. <laughs> 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 nah. <laughs> Scott you're a vegan aren't you you're, you're, a,
2: you're a level 60
0: vegan doesn't eat any, anything that casts a shadow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no vegans are cool I've had a lot of vegan friends yeah yeah I've got a couple and I, I, I totally get it but mm. not for
3: me yeah, yeah it's, uh, I think it's it's, <laughs> it's very much a personal choice and as yeah. much as like obviously someone who's really into it is going to defend it with all their might like yeah. that's awesome good on you yeah. but at the end of the day it still is an individual choice mm. whether whether you choose to care totally. much about animals yeah. is entirely up to you it's just it's the same way of how much of a dick you want to be to other human beings yeah. <laughs> it's like that's entirely up to you yeah. like, you can meet yeah. people who are total dicks and yeah. people who care about people So
0: I guess unfortunate, you know. all all my vegan friends are very decent reasonable people mm. Mm. so they would never really make you feel guilty, guilty or anything. Yeah, yeah yeah well that's the thing I think if
3: you have I mean I, I, I know some I have some vegan friends who at least want a reason for why you feel a certain way yeah. which I think is is okay because it means that you need to think about your position and I think that that's important and for Definitely. you to defend your position you've always had a question important. where, where yeah, you're at yeah, yeah and I think that's Definitely. a really important thing yeah. and I, I respect the fact that that's all that they want from you yeah um So, obviously, they they don't suffer fools lightly. But, again, I mean, I don't a lot of the time either. So, I I respect that. That's cool. Um, I just don't... It gets a bit extreme when, you know, you give them a reason and they'll then, you know hammer on to you about it. But thankfully I don't actually know anybody yeah. that's actually murderer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're I, a murderer. They'll they'll say that as an opinion, but they won't attack individuals for it. Yeah. And I think that that's a good thing. Some won't. Yeah. Some will. In, the, yeah, in some, the in the in the voice. Yeah, would, yeah, would, would, would absolutely. Yeah. But but the people that I know thankfully are really respectful about yeah. that. You know yeah. they'll yeah. hold their opinion. If they want to state it and you get into that conversation, then they'll they'll let you yeah. have it yeah uh, they won't let you have it unless you...
0: Yeah, I mean, the the best is eating a, a meal filled with meat next to a friend who's a vegan mm. who just wouldn't even bring it up. Yeah, That's fucking... I That's really crazy. find that really admirable for someone yeah, totally. that has that sort of way of life, but totally. is willing to... To just put it aside. Just, yeah. yeah. Because Put it aside, they, yeah.
3: They've realized the fact that it is a personal choice. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, it just comes down to to how you feel about that issue. Mm. Some people don't don't care about other animals, yeah. like on any level, and and I can understand why. I mean, we're nothing like mm. sheep. Where you know, when it comes to basic interaction, yeah, we're nothing yeah. like them. So, fine, like,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, that's okay. I just I, we, we Daryl, we talk about this so much in, in Voyager because <laughs> really? Scott's a vegetarian. Our singer's a vegetarian. You're a vegetarian. Mm, wow. Am, yeah, yeah. Um I uh, I'm I'm not. Um I'm not omnivore. Yeah. And um I, yeah, we it's it's the constant source of debate and discussion, which is kinda cool. And it all and at the end of the day it all boils down boils down to piss taking as well. Yeah, totally. Which is which makes <laughs> yeah. it really fun. Like I remember we're driving through the Barossa Valley in, in Adelaide. <laughs> <This is awesome. laughs> I like this hit me, And, the, hit me. Like and this. there was and there was, you know, some sheep grazing in a field and I said I looked out the window and I said, Hey Scott man, check out check out all that food over there. <laughs> And it just became, you know, if there's a living animal, it's just I, I, you, you just view it because as I eat meat. Yeah, it's just food. It's not actually That's but, a creature. Like but food grazing. I about, just man. when just you being were, ready to, to be just sliced <laughs> and cooked. <laughs> Fucking it's right. so good, it's so funny. But we, um, uh, going back to what you're saying about your vegan friends who can watch you eat, you know. They yeah, eat, eat veal yeah. and not have a you know not shed a tear. Or anything. Not veal, but any any form of meat. Veal <laughs> Veal's yeah. a whole other veals, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but i i was um, I was talking to Scott about this. Actually, I, I would think that me eating meat in front of someone like Scott or a vegetarian, someone that believes the the only reason why they're not eating meat is to not fund the meat industry. Yeah, by me eating meat in front of them, it's kind of. Disregarding their plight and and what they believe in, and it's kind. Of, I'm kind of being counteractive to To my actions, to you, to, yeah. yeah, to what you're trying to achieve, which I can get. And I guess it kind of it's it's kind of the same with religion, isn't it? Really, like mm. if, I, if I'm a Christian, I'm trying to convert as many people as possible. And if you're sitting there with a Ouija board, you know trying to worship Satan or something like that yeah if, if I didn't how say did anything how you know about my Ouija <laughs> <buddy>? <laughs> if <laughs> I didn't if I didn't say anything <laughs> I'm to you about this. if I didn't say anything to you I wouldn't be doing my my part you know yeah so mm. but yeah, exactly. I yeah there, there's it's a pretty there, there big, big pretty yeah, big problem stories, and I, and yeah. I realise that and I'm all mm. yeah, yeah I think everyone's cool with doing what you want to do personally but yeah. when you start ramming it down people's throats yeah,
3: so, yeah. yeah. when you start and actually and
0: implying that you're less of a person
2: for doing something
0: exactly yeah
3: absolutely yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's very much just about what you want to contribute. Because, I mean, like, the one thing that I always think about is the amount of shit that's out there. Like, as far as information, as far as, like, you know, understanding the world. There's so much stuff. And someone who's a historian can laugh at you about your lack of understanding of their subject. You mm-hmm. know? But I can also then laugh at someone if I want to, which I never really want to because i understand the problem but you know i could have a go at them for not knowing any a shred about music but it's like that's not really fair yeah so you know everyone has their field everyone has has what they have to contribute to the world Mm. um you know and and i think that everyone should be respected for whatever they choose to do that's positive Mm. like you know i i thoroughly respect all the vegan people that that choose to remove those wants Because they feel that that's the, the best thing for them to do That's awesome Like fucking good on you That's mm. amazing And and I would say the same thing about anybody that does anything else Like you know Goes to rallies for, for gay rights Goes to <laughs> do this or that for, for other things Goes to Uganda to stop Kony You know that yep. whole thing mm. um, It's just like there's only so much every person can do Or would want to do and I think that those limitations are understandable from, from person to person. It's just however much you want to contribute as an individual. I don't feel that I have the willpower to go vegan. I don't want to go vegan. I don't necessarily believe in in, a, in some of the things that they have as defences for the reasons for being vegan. So I wouldn't... Must
2: annoy you as someone... Oh shit. Uh, must annoy <laughs> you as someone that has actually made a conscious effort to... to um, to go vegetarian, mm. to then be persecuted by vegans for yeah. not going the whole nine I, I yards. I really,
3: yeah. really hate that. It, it, that really pisses me off because yeah. it's like...
0: They almost like they almost pick on vegetarians, vegetarians more. more than <laughs> yeah, because the they'll meat tell you, you It's like, why don't you... You may as well go the whole... Go the whole nine the yards. Whole way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it.
3: But, it, I mean, in all honesty, I've thought a lot about it over the time that I've been vegetarian, which is about like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like so much longer, Scott.
1: <laughs>
0: but um, what do you eat on tour? Like, this just the thing. I always see, want I really just breathe to... air. I just
3: <laughs> <that laughs> air and water. That's it. That's is it really hard to, to
0: like avoid meat on tour? No, like, is, it's not. It's not. It's really not. Yeah.
2: Um, I love that response. I've asked that as well. How, awesome. do you, how do? How do? I mean. You, how, how are you yeah. you must be limited for choice and you know the the They're response is not. like yeah. it's no because there's really nothing else but uh, one meal to eat <laughs> a yeah, lot of yeah. places you yeah, know because yeah. i mean it was like um uh we met this
3: guy Stein or Stein how do you pronounce stein stein okay um who was vegan edge and he's a tour manager who was a tour guy you know he's always on Fat, tour for Alstom yeah. yeah a absolute legend of a guy really funny um and he i remember we were asking him the same thing we're like man how do you eat on tour and he's like dude it's easy it's really easy and it's like oh of course it is because you already know that you're only going to choose vegan options that yeah. makes it easy because these are your options you're not starved for it. choice yeah because uh, at the yeah end of the oh, sorry day, no, you know you are starved for when, choice yeah when he, when he when he gets a menu yeah. the only thing that he gives a shit about are the vegan options yeah
0: so it's you, kind of
3: it's already narrowed so it's down already the narrowed choice. Down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. not like he's going, oh, I can't have that, I can't have that. He's just going, these are the ones I can have. Cool. Yeah, I'll choose one of these. To be and honest, you, you settle for it. Yeah, it's not it, a big yeah. deal. That's
2: yeah. It. yeah. yeah. The, the 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 way you can do it though, and and I've seen a lot of pictures of vegan meals and mm. it's like that looks so tasty mm. like that looks really mm. good you know if you do it well i mean yeah. yeah yeah that's a great thing like me me eating meat doesn't mean that i don't like vegetables or i yeah, won't exactly. eat it yeah, <laughs> so it's it's maybe stupid. just just yeah. bring it this way i'll eat it all <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: you know yeah. Yeah. yeah well it was like uh, that vegan restaurant that we went to in new york it was like everything was delicious like every, yeah, was, and everything on the menu looked amazing as well. I was like, "Shit, I could have all of those things." They like, yeah, all looked good, yeah, apart from know.
2: that douchebag behind the, yeah. the counter. Oh, that guy's a dick this, this, is the, this is the first. This this was the first restaurant we actually went to when we were there. <laughs> and is this this? Um, it was a it was a vegan um cafe attached to a yoga, yoga place. Yeah, so this was a like temple you know, or something like that. It was. Greedy, pretentious. <laughs> it's, it's like pretentious New York, um, yeah. trendy kind of yeah. This sort of yeah. hipster, yeah. N- yeah. you know. You know how it is. New wave thing. <laughs> you um, know how it is. And I was I was talking to him. Um, you know, it's like oh, where we've just come in. Like, what's the deal with tipping? Have you got any tips? I mean, excuse me. Yeah, I didn't mean to say <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for for us coming to tip? You know, do you guys? You, I heard it's ten percent. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, like, normally, like, I always tip double. Um, and that's normally what I do. It's normally the kind of rule of thumb is tip double. Um, so, like, 20%. And <laughs> immediately smelling this, the, the smell of bullshit. <laughs> A little, bullshit little bit the, of vested the, interest there. Over, yeah. over the delicious food that was being, you know, permeated out of the kitchen <laughs> i was like oh really that's funny because yeah i didn't i haven't heard that before you're very generous with your tips aren't you yeah. you know and i tipped him accordingly but what was so funny is oh, when scott went to get do you yeah. remember that episode of seinfeld where george costanza tips the guy but he doesn't see it because he turns his back and then he has to reach back um, yes. in the tip yeah, jar yeah, and bring that. it out
1: yeah <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> that the was same? the same thing it but basically, ridiculous.
2: Scott asked for this juice and the guy didn't even bring it over to our table. He's like, it, "It, you know, Scott ordered a juice like 15 minutes ago and he's like, where's my juice? And it's like, <laughs> you should go check on it. And he's like, um, have you got my juice? Like my pomegranate, you know. Maybe you should go check, check, and check on and the, the juice. The guy goes, yeah, it's been here for like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> we were only like five metres away from the counter. It is ridiculous. But I saw, I saw Scott go to like get his money out to pay the tip and put it in the jar. And just as he's like reached his hand out to, to lay in the, the container, the guy's back turns to Scott and I see the tip drop in there and then his Scott's hand comes out and like puts his wallet back <laughs> away and there's this, you know, this apprehensive look on Scott's face like oh my god he didn't see me tip but I tipped <laughs> yeah. what do I do I this guy's gonna think I'm a dick <laughs> I don't wanna tip him again and then he turns around and gives him the, the food and Scott takes it and walks off and I look at this the look of disdain on this guy's face as Scott walks away
3: and I was like am I should I have this conversation where I tell him that <laughs> Did I you? tipped Did you? I, can't remember. I didn't I didn't because oh, I waited so up I was like, I'm never gonna see this dick again in my life and, like, I i mean, in all honesty, it would have been great to have that Seinfeld moment where I'm just, I actually like, you, having this fucking awkward conversation about, like, I, I did pay you the money, you can stop treating me like shit now. Yeah. Like, or whether he would just reply and go, no, this is just how I, I am normally, yeah. so you're just calling me a dick. For no reason. That's that's yeah, the problem so about like, America. Oh. Like
0: they their wages rely on you tipping. It, yeah. yeah, completely and utterly. Yeah. So it's like, what if they give you really you, terrible service? And you don't yeah. want to be rude to by in. by waving yeah. the bill in front of their face yeah. and go, yeah, "Yeah, I'm tipping yeah, you, yeah, bitch."
3: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, sl- you yeah, like you that? See this? Yeah. You see this? Yeah. <laughs> but the
2: service is
0: incredible over there. You just it's just a bit yeah. of a mess yeah, around. Yeah, they they really like greet you at the door and mm, everything. It's pretty yeah. full on. Yeah.
3: And it's it I mean, I the, the problem that I was left with was leaving going, was that for the tip or was that because they're actually a good dude? Yeah. Like the thing with service in Australia is that yeah, you get shit service. And yeah. those are people that don't care about but their you know, work, but don't have to pay but, anything. But yeah, yeah you don't yeah. have to pay anything. And on top of that, when you get good service, it's legitimately just out of their yeah, good yeah, 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 I tip. And I That's really cool. You, good you know, when there is good service, yeah. and you then you can go. No, they actually do deserve the tip, and they're not just trying to milk it. Yeah, you know, like They're, they're not expecting anything extra because it's not yeah. part of the way their society works. So.
0: Yeah, um, it's just cool weird thing. that they they get they get paid less mm. so they can make up for it. Tip, it's crazy. It's, it's weird. Really messed yeah.
3: up. I mean, when we were there, um, it was kind of almost easier for us because we had this thing called gratu- gr- uh, gratuity
2: gratuity um,
3: where <laughs> if you had a table of six or more people, the the tip was included in the bill. Yeah, so, so you can't tip them. We can't, yeah. So essentially, they're, they're going to get their tip guaranteed because they've served a big table and everything. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like, I have no problem with that. It just, it actually ended up working out easier for us because we didn't have to sit there and go, you know, oh, who's tipping what and how much do you want to give? And then we had, like, we, we probably at the end of every meal sat down and basically did, like, year Maths, eight mathematics yeah. <laughs> every time because it was like, okay, so you. Your your meal was twenty dollars, and you then have to include tax, which was not included in the total of the bill. It was included as a lump sum after the bill. So you. have What's to your, work percentage, out of tax what your percentage of that? What your percentage of ten percent of your meal is, and it was just a total head fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, at least the gratuity
2: thing was kind of like included,
0: so yeah.
3: we didn't
2: have to. The meal them the meals themselves are generally
0: really cheap, cheap anyway.
3: Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. It, it, it
2: worked out to be. A little under what you would
3: expect
0: to pay. In Did Australia. you go to In and Out Burger at all? Oh, what, sorry? In and Out Burger. Have you heard of In and Out? Oh. Oh. It's a really good burger place in, in Los Angeles. But oh no, yeah. We're, yeah. On, we, we're on the we, east. We're side, on the east so. side. So. Yeah, but are you going to go to LA at all? At, yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. We're playing in Anaheim at the end. Oh my yep. god, um... Mighty Ducks! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing. We're going to Seattle and San Diego and San Fran as well. Yeah, yeah it's um, going to be wicked. Portland. Spending a lot of time in Cali, actually. Speaking That's of cool. burgers, though, Dale, we went yeah. to this place in Atlanta called the uh, Vortex. Vortex. Yeah. And it's the home of the... Um, there's there's three different burgers, the the most extreme being the triple coronary bypass burger. <laughs> Jesus. So you had the bypass, the double and get bypass, this, and the triple bypass. And get this, I, I had, the, I had the, just the coronary bypass burger, and that was... That's pretty good, um, <laughs> right? How, yeah, how pretty, big are we yeah. talking? How I mean, many, okay. Many? the The triple coronary bypass burger is you've got <laughs> a um, instead of buns, they use grilled cheese sandwiches. So you've okay. I can see your face getting <laughs> <you're laughs> away from my face. You've yeah.
1: got
2: you've got a grilled cheese sandwich on the bottom, okay. You've then. Got, I want it already. You've got. Yeah. I th- I think it's like two slices of cheese. <laughs> yep. Then a half pound of. Um, you forgot the bacon, dude. Oh, sorry. Yeah, four slices of bacon. Um, yep. a half pound of meat patty, and then another grilled cheese sandwich, and then another two slices of cheese and two slices of bacon, yeah, or like four that. slices of the yeah. bacon, another half pound, meat patty more cheese and more bacon and then another grilled cheese sandwich oh, on time. god! so just imagine a super sized Big Mac but instead of the bun it's actually grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> Yeah, and the, the burger with chips like huge yeah like with massive. chips with chips yeah it's
0: yeah wow I actually have to try that with, like, yeah, really. with, how much yeah, it
3: for the whole meal it was like something like $32 it was like yeah. heinously mm, expensive that's the cost of a pint
1: per yeah it- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, this is Scott from Voyager, Absent Hearts and Statues, and you're listening to Mission Control.
2: I always lose weight on tour. Really? Enough. Yeah, that always, wow. without yeah. doubt, because normally we do
0: a, a shit ton of walking. And, yeah. And, yeah. and really, by the time we Lifting get everyone together... Yeah. And just the stress. Yeah, yeah stress. Ele- elevated heart rate. Yeah. All <laughs> the time, yeah, yeah. just running on adrenaline. <laughs> and,
2: and a lot of times you just don't really get... To go and eat anywhere, yeah, and you just don't have time to actually. Just just have a worrying about, about it. The, the next show, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, I'll yeah, I'll lose a bit more weight. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, we're going to be driving the whole country, and yeah. you know, making stops. Yeah. So, you know, we'll probably be living out of Walmart to some extent as well. That's so true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be keeping a keen eye for the people of Walmart.
0: Yeah, can we come back to the panel here, Daryl? Yes, awesome for a rehash. You're welcome indefinitely <laughs> until I die. Till the day I die That's that's a a life pass (laughs) A life pass To
1: Darylson Dyer's podcast
3: Darylson
0: Excellent Cool Well uh, yeah I'll be back tomorrow With uh, some more guests And some more Stuff to talk about Thank you so much Bye bye Bye